Three, two, one, go. Go, 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 go. We are on the air. No, we're not. We're not. It's we're, not radio. We're yeah, recording. We're, <laughs> I don't know if we're on anything. Or are, are we? I mean, <laughs> we are. People are listening. We're on Spotify. Oh, okay. And yeah, Anchor, our wonderful sponsor, Anchor. We are Anchor. on both of those things. Yes, it's a true story. But I'm working on expanding our podcast and putting it on a different platform to help grow it so we can be on like every place that you can find podcasts. But I'm learning. This is a learning process for me because I, I'm trying to learn a new skill here because right. all my journalism knowledge was learned in 1997. And unfortunately, journalism has changed a little bit since then. And I've had to, Just acquire, a little bit. I've had to acquire some new skills. It's it's changed to where you wouldn't recognize it anymore because it's not any more journalism. <laughs> exactly. But all the tools that we used back then, you know, I learned how to put together a newspaper and, and right. all the software for that and and then how to put together a television, you know, a television broadcast. But still back then we were using analog and and we were actually using tapes and things yeah, like that, yeah. you know. So it's just it was it was on I was on the cusp. Like they were changing everything over to digital media right. when I was there. But like the classes behind me were getting to learn all that stuff. Like we, well, were, we were grandfathered into the One of the big way. things, you know, the you didn't have the digital cameras, the recording cameras and stuff. Right. You know, uh, everything just, was still big tapes. Well, there were little tapes. Well, you were, you guys used for, little tapes? For the cameras. Yeah, for the cameras had the had little tapes. And then, <clears> but like for the show tapes, they were these big beta tapes. Hmm. Um, super beta, super VHS, all this crap. It was weird. Right. Um. But it was, I mean, it was just like I said, it was, we, we, we got our very first avid computer software editing system, like my senior year, which was, you know, that was the digital editing software to put everything, you know, digitally edit everything instead of doing it on right. tape. So anyway, and in, in, in other words, my college degree is, is kind of obsolete, <laughs> But nobody else needs to know that. I think almost everyone's <laughs> it as soon as they get out. <laughs> well, it's a lot more for the experience. And, and uh, you know, it's not just about, um, you know, the classes that you take. Although those are important. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, those are incredibly important and in learning different things and acquiring knowledge. But, you know, it's more about the transition into adulthood. And it's a neat way to extend your education. It's not for everybody, do, though. Do we need to spend thirty grand a year to transition into adulthood, though? <laughs> well, no. We've, we've completely screwed up the idea of higher education, but it's a good notion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I like the the desire for education and to continue learning, but we've, in my opinion, we've screwed up our school system so bad that, you know, there's a lot of things you could be learning a lot earlier on. I, I don't know why we got to wait till college for a lot of that stuff. I don't necessarily understand why you have to, uh, not so much a degree, but like a, cert a certificate of completion, you know, when you, when you take a class or do something. I mean, I understand why, you know, if I was applying for a job, you know, and they say, well, does your skill set match the job? You know, I'm like, well, yeah, I took these classes and everything. You know, I mean, because at that point, whether you finished or graduated or have a, you know, either right. you know how to do it or you don't. Well, the way we've set up the four-year degree is 
I mean, it's kind of bullshit because the first two years you're just taking general classes no matter what your major. So if I'm there trying to learn how to edit a television program or right. learn editing software, why am I taking a science Seems class? absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> it, at that point, it does. Yeah, like I mean, To me, like high when, school and junior high should be where you're getting your basics. Like I, I think well, basics the first two years, two years of college are Why do I have to get that general associates just to go into that special stuff? Why can't right. I just do the special stuff? I, I don't. You know, I'm not trying to. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. We've we've <sighs> accepted this this four year, you know, model with you know this yeah. design of and like the first two years are just general stuff and you know every degree, no matter what degree path you were on, you still had to have so many hours of you know liberal arts and which included history and science and math and you know you had to have different kind of electives and all kinds of stuff and for a more well, well rounded education. And I understand that concept of a well rounded education, but if you're, but if the whole point is to acquire skills and to get a that's job, that's what high school's for. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't need to keep taking well, math classes and stuff. If I'm going to be right. a, you know, like you said, like a journalist or something, why, <laughs> right. why, why do you even waste that time? Right. You know, that's, you know, any, depending on where you go, mm -hmm. that's why you should always go to junior college just to get, through those first two well, years. Well, nowadays I would say I would say that that would you know I wouldn't give away my four years at KU for anything. Like it was awesome. The experience of it was great. But nowadays, you know, it's just so expensive to get a four year degree. You know, right straight being, from university, being on campus all four years. That's just insanely expensive, and it doesn't really make sense to do that anymore. You know. Well, I, mean, I mean, as much as I love my four-year degree from Can University of Kansas, as much as I love being a Jayhawk, there's part of me that thinks, well, I could have just taken the money that I spent during those four years there and in the mid-90s, late-90s, and bought a few houses in Farmington and started flipping and been a multimillionaire because yeah, of the market. Of <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it's yeah, like... All, all the stuff we miss out on as kids because we just don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> right, you know, but I wanted to be a journalist and that's that was my goal and that's, you know, that's what my focus was and I needed to go to school to do that at the time and, and uh, you know, things were a little bit different and you really had to have a four-year degree just to even get an interview anywhere. Right. You know, so that was... That was the nature of that field, and I knew that, and that was the choices that I made, and I wanted a degree. Like, I'm a nerd. I'm, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I was the we first just... one in our family to get one. That was a big deal yeah. for me. Yeah, true. True. <clears throat> I'll give you that. But, you know, I mean, it's nowadays, I, th I don't think it's, I mean, I, I would never advise anyone to put themselves, you know, $100,000 in debt for a degree to make a, you know, usually you're not going to be making more than 50 or 60 grand a year, no yeah. matter what your job it, is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I, even if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor and, you know, you go two, three hundred K in debt, even that is stupid. Right. I mean, even though your earning potential is strong, it's just stupid to do that. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And you know, nowadays, I, I don't know. I, I, I like, I don't see why, why our, it is changing the, 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 you know, secondary education, you know, or was it not even secondary second? What is secondary? Secondary education, education I believe is high school. Is high school. Right. Okay. So I think, I don't know, but anything past that. <laughs> yeah. Cause post-secondary would be college. Why, why wouldn't, you know, we're, we're starting to get more, I guess what you would call kind of like a trade school, you know, something just focuses right on one thing. And, and why does it even necessarily need to be considered like quote unquote accredited? Right. You know, you're you're learning stuff. 
Yeah. I don't like and, the idea of state-run government schools and all of that stuff. I, well, it, and what, what makes something accredited? Because right. I can learn just as much on YouTube. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I can, like, I can take can Harvard get... lectures on YouTube and get a Harvard education, but <laughs> they don't have me a stinking piece of paper at right. the end of it. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think we really need, especially, you know, that's one of the biggest things we need to take a look at as a society is how we approach education in this time because we've been forced to put all of our kids in front of computer screens instead of going to schools. And I, and I really hope it, 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 it forces people to look at education well, a little bit differently. It, it does need to change. I think that they could definitely, um, maybe do like more half day classroom type stuff, but then the kids got to be around each other. Oh, well, yeah, they need to socialize. You know? I'm not saying that we should not have. Sure. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm just making the point. But the that... whole idea, the whole system we have in place is, is ludicrous and absurd. And yeah. I know that sounds, and I, I know that, you know, saying something like that sounds, probably sounds absurd to people, but why do you just accept this, these 12 grades and this, and, and, uh, the things that you're, I mean, like the, the, the things that the state has set forward for everybody to learn and like, right. you know, I mean, we don't, and... we don't, we don't teach, we don't educate kids. We indoctrinate kids and, 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 you know, we, 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 we prepare them to be part of the machine. We don't encourage them well, to think we encourage them to, uh, you know, do as they're told. Well, no, even basic skills like, you know, you got to take a, a finance class or something just to learn how to balance a checkbook. And, <laughs> and why, why is that? Why is that not part of the mandatory part of well, education? Well, I don't. Education should be about learning how to be a human being. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, you know manage your bank account. Like, why, why can't, you know, what if we change school to where instead of it being like these classes, it was just like four years where it was like a life simulation. Right. You know, where, what do you start? You, you, you get a job and you're kind of like assigned, you know, what your apartment is and you got bills you got to pay. Right. You got to navigate it and still like the social circles. Maybe right. you can decide to get mock married but then you have to deal with all the, like if you decide to get divorced, you got to right. go through like a, a, a judicial system and just <laughs> basically like, put everybody through a Roy game. Yeah. Like straight <laughs> Roy. Just straight all Roy kids. them all. Every like every you know, every yeah. day you just Roy and then like you you know, and I there's gotta be ways and if and if people aren't getting our reference, they need to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> Cause the game of Roy is yeah. my goal in life. I would love to play the game of Roy. Um <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like you said, it's simulations. It's like learning how to be a human, learning how to, you know, manage a budget, how to make a budget. Personal finance is something that I, it's a, just, an, it's just absurd that we don't teach it on a regular basis from the day that somebody starts school. Like, at an age appropriate level, like personal right. finance is how, so important. How to file taxes. Yeah. You and know. you know, all the learning your tax, you know, learning. Which, taxes. I, I wish we didn't have to teach them that. So we didn't <laughs> right. do it. But also, you know, <laughs> civics and, and being a responsible citizen and understanding how the government works right. and how, you know, what the different people in your town, you know, the elected officials and what they do and, and why you need to know who they are. And just, just learning how to be a human being, a citizen in, in your community. Like, I don't understand why that's not, just like the number one goal of education, right. you know, just teaching people how to, you know, kids, how to people, how <laughs> yeah, to adult. Exactly. Teaching you how to adult, how, know, how to people. Cause it just seems like, you know, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, that, 
you know, back when 20 years ago when we were graduating, it was just like you, you know, they open the door and just kick you real hard in the ass. <laughs> and, and everything that you got to deal with isn't anything that you really learned in school. No. You know, just like, for example, like I worked all through high school, right? Like right. I had a job from the age of 14 all the way to graduation. And I was, I waited tables, I car hopped, I had tip money. I made decent money for a 15, 16 year old kid. I mean, I would work a shift at Hunts and have 80 bucks in my pocket. So I worked, I did that two or three, sometimes four days a week for three or four years. Yet I didn't have a dime to show for myself at the end of high school. Now, why is that? That's insanity that I was able to go through all of those years and make a decent amount of money for my age yeah, entering and the marketplace, but not having any considering we were pretty education. sheltered where we couldn't just go out and spend money willy nilly or do whatever right. we wanted. It's, it is odd. Cause it's not like, yeah, you, I just, I, were, but uh, I, but I nickled and dimed it away and I didn't have a plan. And for I don't, it. I, didn't I don't really know on what, because you know, grow, growing up, you were just the smart kid, right? Like, the homework and school was your hobby, right? You know, you had a radio, you listened to your new kids on the block, you had a bunch of posters. I was a little bit younger with that. Well, okay. Well, either way, in high school, (laughs) I just remember you doing television. Right. And being smart. Yes. And and you you had your jobs. (laughs) Right. But I don't remember you, like, buying a bunch of clothes. Right. Makeup. Like that, right. that, that wasn't stuff that you were into. So I have no idea what the hell you That's did what that. I like. I'm, I, I try to, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, where the hell did my money go? Like, I know I paid for my own gas and my own car insurance. Right. And, you know, that was a good teaching tool, but I don't know, you know, and I know I, pay, I, you know, my college applications, I paid for that and, and those kinds of things. But I mean, I don't know what I did with it, but that would have been a perfect opportunity. That, that would have been the perfect time. To learn personal finance, I was entering the job right. market, you know, and 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 just, but it's just amazing that we don't we don't teach those things because those those skills could, it, it just makes such a difference. Just knowing and, and understanding basic personal finance. Well, and and being able to, uh, you know, knowing you got a bill coming up, mm-hmm. and 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 the control. Of not spending that money. Right. Because that, that would be part of like, you know, the simulation, the course of, of high school would right. be like, you know, it's a pass fail in the sense that, you know, if, if you're in the red. Right. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a failing grade. You yeah. know, you that's can't. That's a failing personal finance grade. You, you can't. You know, and you know, learning you, how to how to take care of yourself, personal hygiene, cooking, baking, right. sewing, you know, um, you know, how to, uh, you know, that the home ex stuff. And, and I'm not saying that, I mean, I still want to be, kids need to you know we know we need to know math we need to know spelling and reading and how to write properly and grammar and those are important things to learn in school as well but we put too much emphasis on like i understand that chemistry is a good thing to learn but unless you're going to be a chemist or a physician or have that in your yeah. is that unless that's a passion of yours i don't really feel like chemistry should or biology should be a required class in basic well, school well right well e- even you know back then i remember i wanted to go into chiropractics at the time right and chemistry was a requirement Right. In chiropractics, which made no sense to me because they don't prescribe yeah, drugs. Not, yeah, they don't do anything <laughs> right. like that. So why that on earth? To do with the with the yeah. with the practice at all? Made no sense. Right. You know, I guarantee at at college level that that class would be several hundred dollars, if if not thousand right. or more. You know, I mean, just to take that class and it's completely useless right. in that field. But I mean, in, in high school, you're required to take like two or three years of science and two or three yeah. years of history and all that stuff and. 
and I'm, again, I'm not saying that we don't need to have those classes, but to have that much of a requirement of thing of such specialized subjects makes no, no. sense. It school should be to learn how to life, to learn how to adult, to learn how to people. More than anything. More than anything. But and, you all, and, and then also the opportunity to explore different subjects and things that you might want to pursue yeah, high, as high you school, grow up. High school needs to be redone completely. Mm-hmm. Like, school needs to be redone You should completely. be able to kind of, you know, it needs to be split up somehow. Like maybe the first couple of years is more a lot of book stuff. And the last two years you do more of the adulting type simulation stuff or something. Right. Or it's divided up somehow, or like, you know, you have more than one school in your town because, you know, one's like, you know, we have the, the Votech school, the trade right. school where you learn trade type stuff. And I know that's kind of the same thing in a way. You got your regular high school and you got your Votech, but it needs to be even more so than that. No, I, like, I just, why don't, why can't you just go in and why can't everybody have a personalized, designed educational plan for themselves? Right. Like, you know, every, you know, it, we need to well, learn, we need we need to learn math. We need to learn reading and writing and that stuff. And that's the basics. Well, I'm sorry, you wanted to say no, something. No, well, it just made me think of like they tried to do that. It's called outcome based education, but it was done a whole lot different. I was like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, no, about but I, I, I know I know you're not talking about that. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, you know, you we talk about a, a curriculum base for somebody. You know, they give you a test when you're in kindergarten that <laughs> determines whether or not you're smart enough to no, be the president or right. be a bricklayer. <laughs> if they decide to rest your education, right, right. rest your life off of that. No, no I'm not that, talking about that I know at you're all. Not. I don't. No, I'm not. I'm not even talking about designing a, an educational plan based on any kind of a test. Just what right. are you, like? Basically, everybody needs the skill to read, write, do math. And, and, and those types of things. So those are basics that everybody does. But after that, it's, you know, exploring new things. It's learning how to be part of life. It's, you know, in, in, in pursuing subjects that you really want to, you know, learn more about, right. They should I make think, it more interactive as an educator instead of boring people to death. And well, and, the, you know, yeah, it definitely should be more interactive. And, and the, the, the book stuff, like say just chemistry, for instance, you know, I think a lot of that stuff needs to be a little more basic to where it can be more fun. And then, you know, you're learning, how, you, you get your basics in it. And if you really enjoy it, you know, you do your adulting stuff. And if you want to go to college and, and learn more about right. that subject, you can. That should be something that you, pers- like, that just shouldn't be part of basic general education, in my opinion. Right. I mean, you know, specialized subjects like that. I'm not saying you shouldn't know about science. I'm not saying you shouldn't know about history or, you know, I love history, but there's just, there should you, this should be learning human skills, communication skills, how to take right. care of yourself, how to be a responsible citizen, how to be an engaged citizen, knowledgeable citizen. Well, I, I think uh, those STEM things that you're talking about, you know, your science, mm-hmm. technology, math, and engineering. engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could just have a, a high school solely dedicated to that. I stuff. think they're creating those types. Honestly, of well, I think they are. I there think are I have schools, seen that. just like there's performing <clears throat> arts schools and things right. like that. So yeah, I mean, and I mean, again, if you took government out of education and let the private marketplace flourish and emerge in this, and not having such strict standardized, you know, requirements for a diploma, because th- those requirements sound great and yay, but uh, so many people get pushed through the system without actually learning the things that they're supposed to well, learn. And, and that's because of subsidy. Well, yeah. I mean, to, well, it's all government subsidy. intervention right. and teachers unions and all this stuff. Like there's a really great documentary called the cartel, which is about this 
public school system in New Jersey, and it just gives you an idea of what public school is about and how it operates and where the money goes and how it's affecting education in our country. And it's just, it's a great argument for either a private voucher system of some kind, school choice. More, we just, we need more school choice because right now, I mean, ev- where you go to school in the public school system is determined by where you live, which is insane. Like, right. like, and, and you have no choice unless you want to pay to go to a private school. You, you should be able to go wherever you really want to go. If you can get there, you should be able to go. Absolutely. And then that, you want to create, you want to create competition in schools because when there's no competition, you get run down crappy schools in urban areas when yeah. there's no competition. Yeah. You know, when you allow when you allow it to be privatized and get the government out of it, you know, you can inspire a lot more. Well, you'll get way better education. I mean, it's just yes. it's just like the difference between, uh, you know, what they say is a private school. You know, like when we went to, uh, the, you know, the private schools when we were kids, mm-hmm. we, we went to a couple. Right. We weren't like rich kids with uniforms and limos you know they were just like <laughs> no these were these were church schools church that you, schools. you got you right. got you know you got discount tuition when you were a member of the church like it wasn't a outlandish right. private but, school but you know smaller classrooms right you know better teaching and, and everybody knows that private schools give better education it's sure and and there's because there's competition there they've right. got to it's got to be good or else they're not going to get students to go to their school exactly right now in the public schools those schools don't have to they don't have to change anything they don't have to improve anything because you are forced to go to their schools based on yeah. your zip code what else have they got and worry so they about? have nothing to worry about and that's why teachers unions are such a pain in the butt yeah. that's why administration wanna... levels are we spend the majority of our education budgets are on administration and not the education. Yep. You want to go somewhere else, you either got to pay or move out of town. Right. And it's just uh, our education. And it's also our education system is set up on a, is set up on a, is created on something that's over a century old. It's just, it's so archaic and it hasn't been updated or changed or, or hasn't evolved. Shul. <laughs> yeah. Shul. Oh, but, you man. know, I, it's, it's got to change. Everything's um, got to change. And I think we're about to see a big change in our society. And I really hope it's going to, to not go the way I think it is. I really hope that we end up being more free after all of this, but I don't think that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, this is terrifying, everybody. Uh, <laughs> not the disease. No. But the control that the government is trying to seize and is ceasing. Right. Well, I, wa- I, I, I watched a really interesting video today about how disease has like different, uh, like especially specifically the bubonic plague in the 16th century. Yeah, you sent that to me. I was watching it earlier. Yeah. I was, how, I was listening to but it. But it's how disease and outbreaks and pandemics like this have literally over the course of history changed our government and changed the modern world. Like the the government setups that we have right now and that we're used to, all of this has been shaped by by pandemics and by disease and by government response I, to them. I did find that very interesting when they said that because you know the the social controls that they took over yes. when it came to healthcare, yes. health and everything, and just general behaviors and mm-hmm. and and those that was really mind blowing because everyone always thinks it's going to be through some type of a a weird civil unrest or something. Right, or these, these, war, these, yeah. Or, like, like some kind of big thing. Right. Well, you know, like nine 11 happened right. in, in the Patriot act. But I mean, the, the majority from, if I recall correctly, it seems like the, 
most power was always seized during these pandemics. During these pandemics. Yeah. And that's what was so great. It was <clears throat> based on a book called Epidemics and Society by a man named Frank Snowden. I don't think he's <clears throat> I don't think he's any relation to Edward, but who Probably knows? Not. <laughs> There's also a documentary called The Great Plague. <clears throat> and it's about the bubonic plague, which happened, I believe, in the 16th century. Or it lasted actually it lasted for decades, really. It, oh. it lasted for a long time. Didn't he say something? It was like off and on for like almost 500 years? Yeah, it was. It would pop up in different places because it was transmitted through um, fleas and rats. Right. And so in every, you know, at that time we were expanding as far as, you know, we had we had ships selling the world and, and moving goods around right. wooden ships, rat infested wooden ships. And so it would move around the world. Yeah, the rats were usually the biggest. Right. Right. But they said that this was the first time in history that a government had implemented any kind of department of health, like any kind of, like any government had ever done that. What government was it? Was it was the, the, he was, he was specifically or? talking about Naples and in Italy. Oh, um, he, the quote was that all the temp posts eventually became permanent agencies. Yeah. Um, and he quote the quote, a vast extension of state power into spheres of human life that had never before been subject to political authority. So this was the first time that the government was getting involved in people's health and how they moved around and who they interacted with and well, how they cleaned themselves. even said something about bedroom behavior. Yeah, bedroom like behavior. when you do it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember yeah. what he said. But well, that was crazy. it was, well... It was um, all of the vigilantes, people that were that were they thought that the that the plague was being transmitted through bad air, stinky air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they would. This is how the word quarantine came about. So yeah, what they yeah, did was yeah, yeah. they thought it was so anybody that would come in on a ship and through their ports and through the European ports, they would automatically make these people. Um, they would separate them from the rest of the town for 40 days. And that the French word for uh, 40 is quarant. It's quarantine comes from the 40 day right. separation during the bubonic plague. And, but this was the first time the, the vigilantes would murder what they would call sinners, which were people that they thought were um, like you said, the, sex workers and you know people right. that were called witches, people that, that thought were any reason they had to kill people, they would do it. But, they were, everybody was so afraid of this plague because it was very deadly. There was in Naples, they said that half the population died in 1656. And it got to the point where there were too few people alive to bury the dead. Yeah, there was there was more dead people. Than, <laughs> yeah, than people so it was living. bad. Like this was did, like. Did a, they have numbers on that? Like when they say like half the population or more than. I half, did. Like they said half the population, but I don't. I don't have specific numbers as to. But I know it was in the thousands. Um. And, uh, but they, but this was, this was the quote that I found really interesting. It was that plagued towns birth modern power structures. Um, it was like perfect model for, uh, for discipline. It was a laboratory for the government to exercise social control. And so they, they produced these boards of health, which were supposed to be temporary that ended up being permanent. Um, they had, uh, the court, the people, the ship passengers in quarantine, uh, they had vigil vigilantes patrolling city walls. So, I mean, it was, this was the birth of government surveillance right. was this. And so, yeah, yeah, that was the crazy part about it. That was the yeah. first time that there was ever any type of tracking by a government right. was through. And so you look, if, if you look back through the history of pandemics in the world, you'll see that the public health, public health and control of public health equals political power, which I thought was just a really, um, really interesting 
interest. I just never, you know, I, I consider myself to be, I consider myself to be an intelligent person and a well-read person and educated person, but it never occurred to me to think about how our governments and the things that we have in our lives have been shaped by disease and pandemics. And they're very common. These happen and it's going to continue to happen. A lot of the things in our health code, you know, when it comes to, if you ever tried to open a restaurant or work in a restaurant and deal with with that, you know, a lot of people think, well, that's just being clean. Well, I guarantee a lot of that was shaped more from those things than you you realize. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, the wrapping up of the video was the, the, the conclusion of the video was that the government has gotten into our lives over fear of infectious disease. That's how they've managed to do it over right. the centuries is the fear of, of public health. Help, and public here health we fears. are again. And what here we change? are again. Nothing would change. You know, if that's the way they've always done it and people have noticed. Right. And and now it's, it's done under the, under the guise of a good, a good safety, a good thing. It's the cheese in the trap. Well, it's and, the, and they, and they give you this invisible boogeyman. Right. That you just, you know, I mean, we had terrorism, like, you know, Al-Qaeda was around every freaking blade, blade of glass <laughs> right. blade of grass in America, <laughs> ready to pounce and do another 9-11. Right. And those were people. Mm-hmm. But this is like this thing that's, you don't know how it's transmitted, especially back then, if they really didn't know. Uh, oh, I know, you know right? Can you, ima- air, can you imagine you know? dealing with the pandemic with, like, primitive you know, essentially not medical, you know, like everything's so primitive, <laughs> nothing more than herbs and, yeah. and grasses and roots. <laughs> right. But the one thing that they figured out what that worked was quarantine, was right. cutting people off. Had, the, you know, the, the virus would, period, yeah. the virus lasted less than exactly than 40 the 40 days. days. So it was just an interesting angle on things. And, uh, I had just never really thought about it. And so I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was kind of cool. So it's just something to think about. It kind of just expanded on my idea that I've been talking about, about how I feel like we're going to get even more government well, out of this. It, it is. And that's, you know, what what other evidence do you need? Right. I mean, a lot of times people think, like I said, that, you know, a lot of that social control is going to come through some type of unrest, you know, where it just gets to this fever pitch and something has to be done. Well, but in those cases, you know, the people will fight amongst themselves. The government you know, no matter how much people outcry to them to fix it, they can't. So no. the, the problem's always going to be between the people. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this instance, oh, it's just, it's just it's just strange because it's so easy. It's it, it's weird how easily the world has essentially shut down in a matter of thirty well, days. Yeah, and I mean, it's just and how easily people complied. And so the question is, is how. Yeah. How fast, you know, like, are they, because, you know, the governor of New York was saying that there's no light switch. There's no switch to flip to turn everything back on. And I get that there's not, but, but how long are we all going to sit here? <laughs> they seem to flip it off pretty quick. <laughs> right. Exactly. They seem to tell everybody to go home and stay home. You know, but quick. now you've already scared everybody shitless to the point where even if you said, hey, we're just going to have to get through this. Go ahead and go out and work. Right. People aren't, they're going to be apprehensive well, because they're, the they're hearing so much shit mm-hmm. from places like CNN and MSNBC that are just always constantly trying to contradict everything that comes out of the White House. Right. All the time. Oh, no matter how true. good the information is or how solid it is. Yeah. You know, they always want to try to put this weird negative spin on it. Everything's like you can't negative. trust what's coming out of there. You know, like John Krasinski is doing this, 
thing called some good news. It's a new video that he posts every Sunday and it's just like sharing good news and good stories about what's going on in the world during the coronavirus. And it's just silly and funny and whatever. But this week he made a really good point. And it was that 99% of people that are getting infected with coronavirus are recovering and going home. Yet we get no news stories about people leaving the hospital in recovery yeah, you and leaving. You don't you hear see, much. They're you see nothing. Death, they're focused on all the, the death. shortages. Yes. You know, which I don't even think they're starting. To, I don't think they really exist. They're, they don't. Like the president was saying today in his press conference that they were going to build a second hospital, emergency hospital in, in New Orleans, but they decided they didn't need to. The one that they built. Right. The, emergency was enough like the beds like there there are no shortages even new york is is leveling off and going back down like there's nothing we're well, not it's time to i understand that we don't want to get ahead, ahead of ourselves but it's time to start thinking about easing restrictions right it, it's it's serious it, it, we it's live just in a state of, of six million people and not even a hundred people have died i'm yeah, sorry well, i don't mean to sound like a bitch but oh my no, god our state is shut down for less just, than a hundred people that's life that's life. Yeah, my my yeah my, in our in our our counties had just twenty two cases. Right, no deaths. No deaths, just twenty two cases. <laughs> right. But it's like a it's like a Sunday afternoon every day out there. <laughs> I know, and we have a county of forty thousand people. We've had twenty two cases, zero deaths. Yeah. Yet we got every place shut down, and yeah. it's just it's it's at we just no just i'm done i'm done with listening to this this media and these these people on the left that are like you have to like we're all gonna die if you don't stay home yeah. like, i don't get you have this. to stay home because if you don't we're gonna have a second wave of it right and it's gonna be even worse and, and trump and, allowed people to die because we didn't act fast yeah, enough he's got and blood all, on he's his got hands. blood on his hands like are you kidding me with this shit with like that. we haven't that even like nobody has died from pneumonia or flu since COVID nineteen started, according to the CDC CDC statistics. Right. So, are you telling me that all of this is like the numbers are just natural flu season numbers? I'm sorry, that's going to sound. People are going to hate me for saying that, but they are. They're natural flu let, season. Let them hate. They're not even as high as natural flu yeah. season numbers. And, and think about it, like she's like 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 <laughs> like you said, the. You know, regular flu. Um, pneumonia. what was another pneumonia, pneumonia and also some other ones? Uh, I can't remember exactly what they were, but all of those have literally zeroed out, and all those deaths are being contributed to COVID. Right. So it's it's still not even as bad as what they're a saying. regular flu season. And and according to uh, the the CDC, I was seeing this the other day that uh, when it comes to saying that someone died of covid right the the standard was very vague it, was it basically up, it was up said to the physician. It, it was up to the physician and basically if they maybe showed some symptoms they didn't have to test they if, even they, if they even if they hadn't been tested yes they, they had not tested. they did not have to be tested and confirmed as a death of covid-19 all they had to do was have some symptoms and a speculation and, if, and, and a speculation and if the doctor thought that that's probably what it was that's what they put on the death certificate. Exactly. And that is crazy. Right. So so there's no telling how many thousands of the people that have died of COVID-19 didn't die of COVID-19 right. at all. It was just COVID along with the regular flu or along right. with pneumonia right. or, and all of these regular things that happen which, every season where which, we see deaths every year. Which are year, coronaviruses. Which are coronaviruses. You know, 
And this is just, I'm sorry, but there's no numbers here that are any bigger than any regular flu season. There is more going on because the people in charge know this. You can't tell me they don't. You can't. I mean, but the numbers are on TV every day. How are people, how is this not registering? Why is there this disconnect? The fear. Like, like it's, well, it's, it's, you know, these are coming straight from the CDC. Right. The president, the White House has nothing to do with these numbers. He, you know, they're just relaying them to us. Right. But yet, they're lying to us, and it's still dangerous, even though the numbers are not showing this. Right. You know, <laughs> any any attempt to go back to any semblance of normal is is dangerous, and we will all die if we even attempt to do it. And it's all coming from New York and California. Yeah. It's all coming from the liberal media. It's all coming Constantly. from this. It's, it's, it just doesn't connect with what's going on you know, here a, in front a, of us. A bunch of these these you know, libs in these two places get some COVID and suddenly now they're talking about national health care because of it. Right. And and, it is, and it's not just national health. I mean, we've been talking about that a long time, but this is like their, their big excuse to really say why we need to have this, why right. everybody needs it. Well, which makes no sense to me because in this case, why not just treat people like you would <laughs> In this case, <laughs> right. why does everyone need to have health care to cover every little scratch and bump and itch right. that they have because of a of, of a virus that happens God knows when or every stinking year? Yeah. Do we need I mean, do we need our health care system changed? Absolutely. Is national health care the answer? Absolutely not. Like not. that is not the Absolutely route you want to go down. And like it's just it's just not you know, and and it's not just that they're talking about you know the the the, the tracking system. That's another one that scares you know, me to death. Yeah, to, having to carry a card that says you're 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 health like free you've been, or like clean, you've been anti you, know? you have the antibodies or you you're not contagious yeah. or whatever. You know that that's just have, another. May I have your papers, show me please? your papers, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, I mean, what, what is I mean? Because the more stuff that they were going to require you to carry the more stuff you're going to be required to show. Right. I know. So are we really going to live in a world? And this is what, this is one thing. This is the topic that I wanted to really discuss today is life on the other side. And like, are we really going to live in a world where we cannot interact with each other, where we cannot be around each other? I mean, is, are we going to be in fear of always spreading disease? Is that the world we're going to be living in now? And, 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 to leave, I mean, come, I mean, really? Are, are we just not going to interact anymore? Right. Are, are we going to be so not, scared to go to a ball game or to a, to a restaurant? Do people or, really want to? Like, oh, okay, all these people that are home, you know, you got all these influencers because they're the people you see. that right. are be like, oh, we're a home quarantine, you're right. self-quarantining. <laughs> right. You know, I'm social distancing. Right. And, you know, everything's great. And. You know, I can't, you know, I, I want to go to a restaurant. It'd be great to go do this stuff. But if someone said, go ahead and do it tomorrow, would they? Right. I mean, how, how are, are are you that manipulated so bad? Well, the governor of Kentucky had uh, uh, one of those things you put out on the road to butt pup. To bust tires. Oh, the tire strip. Like tire, he had tire strips out. Strips? He had spike strips out in front of churches and officers and stuff. They wouldn't let anybody go to church over on on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. Just, like they weren't letting anybody go. They were wanting everybody well, to social they're, distance. They're really starting to infringe on people's right to assemble if they want to or not. Right. I just, you know, it's just like, um, 
There's nothing wrong with, I mean, I'm sorry, but there's, there's nothing wrong with getting together with your family or with your church well, family or with right. your friends or with your community. And a, a lot of people. We're are, not going nowhere. A lot of people are complaining about, you know, all the salons are shut down and everything. So they can't right. even get haircuts and people right. want to get haircuts. Right. Uh, but they're even starting to monitor and police those because some people are just going to their homes and doing it. But they're saying that if you get caught doing that, they're revoking your license over it. So that, I mean, when you're this, just, is, this is the government clamp that I'm talking yeah, about. This yeah, is, who's this, just, you know. Like because, I have a right to take care of myself and to make a living. You well, can't. You're technically not even supposed to do it in, in someone's home, even if you have a license. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's not like they they really try to catch people doing right. it. Right. So now they're saying if you get caught, you'll lose your license, which was kind of the case possibly before. But what makes you think they have any more power to enforce it? now versus right. when they did then well that was one thing from that uh bubonic plague video that i watched was that they had their health department but they had officers that would literally go house to house door to door right and check on how you were like checking how your you hygiene feeling to how, and, yeah, yeah well, and, how you were feeling and they said they'd even lock the door from the outside they would, they would like it lock, like they were in like you were they were yes. prison guards they would bolt them from the outside so yes so people couldn't is, leave. is that where we're going yeah is that possible <laughs> right people act like oh no that's not gonna happen you know yeah. well but but I mean, there's gonna the, be you, you don't they don't have to put a lock on there to make it as if you're in prison to where if you if you leave your house right you'll get in trouble. There's going to be a point where people are going to be like, we are going back to work. I'm right. opening my business. I am, I am getting, I have to take care of my family. Right. There's going to be a point where that happens. And in, in some of these States where they're like, no, you can't go anywhere. And it's going to be interesting to see how this, this plays well, out. It's, I think it's going to get a little messy. I, I, I don't see how it can't. Um, unless, unless we have, the majority of, I mean, I think it can be messy in certain spots, but I think the majority of the country, especially flyover country where everybody has guns and wants to be left alone. I feel like we're going to things probably smooth out. I think it's going to smooth out easier than, than it is on the coast. You know, and the people that, that are too scared, what libs we have around here, they're, <laughs> If you're you too know. scared to go out, don't go out. Well, yeah. If, they're, you know, if you all, don't all want the, to participate the, in the economy, the and, people that are drinking the Kool-Aid, they can stay home all they want. Absolutely. Just stay home. Just stay Fuck home. Off. But don't force I'm, everybody yeah. else to stay home because you're scared. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's just. But here's here's one of the other big riffs, okay? But, you know, we're, we got all this stuff, this, um, you know, this bailout money, all this extra money for unemployment and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, okay, say half of the people go back to work and half the people stay home. Just because you're terrified of COVID, do I have to keep supporting your ass because you're right. at home? Right. I'm not. Well, that's a good point. You know, and a lot of people with that extra six hundred dollars are going to be making more money than they were at their job. So of, why go back to your job? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of them don't want to, but uh, they don't have a whole lot of choice because I mean, you can't just quit. You know. Right. Well, you're breaking stuff off of the table like a cat. You know. I'm sorry, my butt is large. Well. <laughs> So Jesus. Well, you you went and knocked everything off, you know. I my, did speaking my of, cat I, needed to go outside. I speaking of, I did, early this morning when I got up. I got up pretty early, probably about five. What is it five. with you in these early rising times? Well, it just it just kind of started happening. Like my schedule just suddenly switched again. But the, early this morning, you know, I don't have a whole lot of room 
in between the bed, like walking through this dresser area. And, and I gotten like my phone and I, and I had my, my cigarette pouch, you know, and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a cup of water when I went through there this morning, like I kind of got tripped up and almost <laughs> just like ate it in, in the bedroom with like all this stuff in my hands. Like I went down to my knees. I was, I didn't like, I didn't like fall. I was, it was like a kind of like a, a, it, it wasn't a controlled landing, but it was, it was kind of like a rough landing. Like maybe, maybe you had like one of, one of your landing gear went all the way down or a flat tire or something. You know, it's kind of like, whoa, and try and there's somebody's asleep, you know, you're trying to be quiet. You know, it was ridiculous. But anyhow. Silly. Uh, what were we just talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember. I had to get up and take the cat out. Yeah. So it totally, totally knocked me off. But I will say that I went to Walmart earlier today and okay, you know me, like I, I love salty and sweet things. Like that's my thing. I'm not a big, but like, I like, I like chips and soda and stuff like that. Bar food. I have a really, really healthy diet, <laughs> but I never eat sweets. I never eat baked goods. I never eat cookies. Yeah, and, I never eat like that's not well, my thing. I, I Every a, once in a while, I'll eat a brownie. I have here. a problem with donuts. <laughs> you have a donut problem. I love donuts. <laughs> they're they're good. I so, like I like brownies and shit. I, I like never I never get that stuff. It's not that I don't. I don't buy them. I like to make them. Yeah. Now, now donuts I buy because I don't make donuts. <laughs> but... You make donuts, are you? But anyway, so I went Walmart today, and all of a sudden, I just decided that i wanted to get a gallon of milk and baked goods <laughs> that's all i wanted and so i got like so you went for other things yeah like, yeah i went to get food for the week because i you know i right. go out and do my weekly grocery shopping and i usually get some chicken and some salad and i'll get a so you, know, you didn't buy any no i bought i bought milk and baked goods <laughs> wow <laughs> I like, don't know what you, happened. You bought pre-made baked goods, not stuff. Intimates. Intimates. Well, that's you <laughs> yeah. might as might as well have just made those. Exactly. Intimates cupcakes. See, I like I like their powdered donuts. Those are pretty killer. Yeah, those are pretty good. Anything Intimates makes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I did, and I got some Nestle Toll House oh, cookies. Glazed crullers. Oh. <laughs> so good and stuff. I got cereal. So that's my that's my food for the week is baked goods, cereal, and cereal and milk. <laughs> Some cereal. What kind of cereal did you get? I got a uh, bran flakes. Nice. <laughs> which we Daddy call Daddy cereal. cereal. Yes. <laughs> and uh honey nut Cheerios. See, those are those are both killer choices in my opinion. <laughs> and some people look at me like I am crazy and like I don't have taste buds. Well, I don't something. like sugary sweet cereal. Well, I I I have been eating some fruit loops last week. Well, those are I mean, those are fun. I'm not you know, but and apple jacks and stuff like that. But I just that's not how they turn I want your poop green. They do. <laughs> apple some, jacks turns some, your poop green. Some dye in those things that turns your, your poop yes. bright green. It's so funny. <laughs> Same with so the when you wipe and you check, you're like, whoa, I forgot. <laughs> like it's like like I you, had Fruit Loops. Like you shat a leprechaun. I had the same issue with this. I get this crush water flavor. This, oh, that does it to you too. The, the grape, the grape crush water flavor <laughs> turns your poop green. <laughs> like, like, like green. 
There you go. Crush. <laughs> it's so good. Cease and desist. It's so yeah. tasty. Hey, I'm not saying it doesn't taste good, guys. It's it so great. tasty. But it turns your shit green. <laughs> it turns your shit green. It really does. I remember the first time I first time it happened to me, I was like, oh my God. Like, why is it that color? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? Like, what happened? Like, I'm going back through my mind, like trying to think of what I changed, or like, you know, and I was like, oh my God, it's the purple. It's the grape crushed. That's Light the water first time flavor. that's ever happened to you. That color green, yes. <laughs> like it was like bright neon green or something. <laughs> it was, like yeah, that. pretty close. Well, because I mean, I you know, if you eat any kind of like I said, like Fruit Loops or uh, you know, fruity pebbles, that type. Yeah, of Yeah, I don't stuff, eat that kind of stuff. I generally don't either, but uh, it it it'll definitely do that to you. Yeah, but yeah, it, <laughs> but but uh, anyway, I I agree that I generally we didn't eat a lot of that stuff growing up. Mom didn't really buy that. Even though the stuff that we did get was still almost as bad. Like, I like pops. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff that's kind of sweet, but not like ungodly sweet, like pure sugar. Right. You know, like Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm -hmm. You know, it, we said this before, like bran flakes. I eat those straight. I don't oh, put yeah. no sugar on those at all. <laughs> and, they, and they taste kind of sweet to I me. I love bran flakes. I don't know why, but they always it's have. a great source of fiber. And, you know, yeah. If you, if you don't eat those, you should. And I'm not talking about raisin bran. I don't like raisin bran. Why would you put no, raisin in your cereal? No raisins. No, that ruins it. No. I just want a straight box of bran flakes. They're for like the great value. It's like a buck fifty. <laughs> it's yeah, like they're it's... usually on the bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's all I want. I do not want your seven dollar box of Twinkie cereal. I want. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's there. I saw it. I want your dollar fifty box of bran flakes. That's what I want. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I, I like weird stuff like that. Like that. I like, I'll eat Rice Krispies yeah. straight with no no sugar. Right. Uh, like rice checks. There's already, I love rice checks. Rice checks are love killer. rice checks, but there's no reason to put sugar on that stuff. There's already sugar. I think in it's it. just good the way it is. Right. You know, I don't, and, and I get so much shit for my cereal choices. <laughs> Do you really? I have. Yeah, I always have. Like I definitely cuz you cuz you're not 7 and, yeah, you, and, you, and you, know, you don't you don't want tricks. Like, you know, like <laughs> about it generally, you know, I like I said, I'll get some fruit loops from time to time. They're good. I yeah, like I mean like yeah, every um, once in a while a bowl of know, fruit loops is fine. But I I'd probably rather if like when it comes to that sweet stuff, I'd probably rather get um you know, Lucky Charms. Yes. Because it has, you know, the cereal Cuz it has the oat the cereal sweet, and yeah. then the little sweet, yeah. Yeah, and completely and, agree. But 100%. then, like, uh, as far as but generally, like the sweetest thing I like to get would be like you know frosted flakes, just straight oh, up frosted flakes. I haven't had frosted those, flakes those in a minute. Killer. You know? Did you guys ever get cereal like that at prison for breakfast? Did you ever get the dry cereal? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, every once in a while, um, it was always fun. Yeah, pretty, I mean, that was the best part of working in the food service warehouse. Is I got to choose what what dry cereal well, we got one, the whole camp got one thing i thought was funny <laughs> was was when you know idiots would uh you know because they had like a tray you know regular old you know like high school lunch tray type right. of thing and they would pour their milk into one of those slots with the cereal in it that's real flat or they would even put their cereal into the carton itself um Every now and again, you might have got lucky and got like a bowl that might have had something in it so you could use the bowl or whatever. But still, all those methods I thought were absolutely futile because you had this spork. And, and you know, those those slots on the front of that spork, 
your milk, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it, it sucks trying to use a spork to eat cereal. It is. It is if a you challenge. haven't done it, it's a real pain in the ass. I will never use a plastic spork for the rest so, of my life. My method was. I was getting ready to ask you what your cereal yeah, method my was. Cereal method, my cereal method, my prison cereal method was I just scooped the dry cereal into my mouth and then. Took a drink of milk. And took a drink of milk. <laughs> That's the way I did it. And then that, that was like the best way that I found, you know. That's to, what worked for you. Yeah, because because no you know, the the spork's a pretty good sized spork, but the slots are big enough to where you don't really scoop once you scoop some milk, it just like drains out the, the front <laughs> of the, 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 the spork. And you're left with just wet cereal. You don't get any milk with it. You gotta have some milk in the bite. If not a lot of milk and like like preferably like when I eat those sweet cereals like Fruit Loops, I only want like two or three of the loops <laughs> on the spoon with milk. See, I'm opposite. I it, like I like a, a higher cereal to milk ratio. No, I, I like a lot of you know high you like, milk. You want ratio. a milk? You want a milk to cereal? Yes. A high milk to cereal? Yes, ratio. because because you want uh, it swimming. Yeah, and and I try to I I, I try to. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to. I'm a lot of people might think I'm weird, but I think they are weird. <laughs> I don't drink the milk after. I don't after drink cereal. the milk after cereal. I've either. never done that, and people that do that, I think that is just weird. I think it's gross. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's sugary it's just, milk. It's, it's just like delightful. you know when I when I when I dunk my Oreos in my milk, I drink that. Right. When I when I dunk my donuts in my milk, I drink that. I don't know why I don't drink the freaking milk but for some reason i just i've never have i don't want to it seems gross it to seems me it seems gross to me so what i do is i eat it down to where there's almost no milk left exactly <laughs> i try to i try to get my ratio right to where yes i i get to where it's almost nothing and if i still have milk left i'll pour a little bit of cereal back in there yes. and, and, and finish it <laughs> yes, off that's but what I, I don't do. want to drink the milk right and, same and, same yeah so so that was you know, I, I'm I'm that way. Um, why I was talking about this, I can't exactly remember. Well, we were talking what, about cereal. Well, I know we're talking about cereal, but I had a reason for that. Like, um, you were talking about your tray and your your method of cereal intake. And well, we already did that. I mean, right. we we you know. Well, I'm trying to get to you where. Well, your point yeah, was. and and I I, th I think it was some. You know, it, it was shit. This <laughs> oh, sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it, it's just that I. I don't I don't eat a lot of crazy fruity cereals or anything like that. So you know, I don't have a yeah, what was I doing? I was drinking milk. Stupid <laughs> story. Stupid milk and cereal story. I feel like I messed you up. I'm so sorry. No, you didn't. I just the 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 drinking the milk part wasn't necessarily part of what I was it was uh, like a, a, a side note. It was a tangent. And when we got into it. Enough to where I I you forgot your lost main point. The main point of of my 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 Searle story. <laughs> your Searle. Well, people. What was it? You people think you're well. Weird I got a lot of shit. I mean, you get a lot of shit. I I've always liked you know stuff like pops and stuff that's just lightly sweet, right? You know, and all that other stuff. I I just and it's real expensive, and in the boxes is usually smaller. I will and, stop short of going super healthy with my cereal and going like with the weird expensive organic healthy granola stuff i don't, I don't that's know. not my it's thing either never been good. <laughs> it's just i just don't think cereal for me is, is bran flakes and, and maybe some honey nut yeah cherries. that's mean, about the extent sometimes of i like a, a, a frosted shredded wheat oh yeah that's not too bad this, the mini, oh the i was talking i cut preferably. in let's, let's see this might help you i cut in because i was talking about the best job i ever had 
Well, the best part of my job as a food service warehouse person was to be able to choose the cereal for the whole entire camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt very powerful. With well, that's that's with pretty. That, so, that. well, for how long you get the same cereal for how long? I mean, how does that? How well, does that work? what part of my job at the food service warehouse was? Well, we would unload all of the trucks that would bring in to deliver all the food, mm-hmm. right? But then the you know the menus were planned out weeks in advance, sure. right? And so for each menu, each day of the menu, the day before, I would go through the warehouse and I would pull all of the stuff that they needed for that day's menu and put it on a cart and bring it up to the kitchen. So they wouldn't have to go. So they didn't have to go through all the warehouse for all their stuff. Everything was just put right there. This is what you need for your, you know, your chicken patty and your whatever. All right. Well, on the breakfast menu, it was always just they needed this many cases of dry cereal. Didn't specify what kind of cereal. It was just this. So many you cases had several dry, to choose. So from. I had some to choose from. Okay. Well, that's, so, that was kind of my point. <laughs> I didn't was, know if like you like. They're making an order, and the order is for the next three months, oh, you know, no. or something. This or just, this just was, day to day. You had we had three, three or, or we from. had three or four to choose from, and so and I got, I got so I so I got to choose the cereal. I got to choose the kind of jelly for the toast. I got to choose the Kool Aid right. flavor. Like I got all the stuff that was in the like that was I got to choose all that for everybody. Right. I felt very powerful. Did you ever see the uh, boxes of cracked wheat? But that wasn't in boxes. They were in fifty pound bags. Okay, what was it? Bags or I mean, I remember seeing some. I, I it was one of the hot cereals we got, uh-huh. and I want to say it was the cracked wheat, mm-hmm. which I surprisingly really liked. We it didn't, we so didn't good. eat that. We didn't eat that shit growing up. No, but if you put like peanut butter in that or some I was, sugar, I remember being it's like, so "What the hell?" I was yeah. like, "What the hell is farina?" Like, well, and like <laughs> the idea, so good. And like when I was a kid, the idea of hot cereal right sounded really weird to me, yes. and I didn't get it. But yes. we didn't get that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> the the the. The boxes or whatever that we got, I saw this, but I, I can't even remember whether because when you said bag, it made me wonder if it was in a bag. I was going to say, I, are you going to are you going to spread the prison myth of the not for human consumption? Oh no, I seen it. No, it's not there. I saw it. I worked in the food service. I warehouse. worked in the kitchen. I saw the box. There is. The, I never saw a box. I that swear said to God, I did. Consumption. If 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 I didn't, I I I I don't know how. That is a common prison myth. I would not. I, I don't know why I would say I saw it if I didn't see it. Because that's not something. Because maybe I would, it's one I of those things where you feel like you've heard it so many times that you feel like you experienced oh, I, it. I swear I saw it. I mean, I, I worked. I, I was the one un- unloading the trucks from the I know, vendors. I was I know. the one putting together the stuff. I never saw it. I know. I just. I. I swear I did. But you're. You're just making me doubt myself I'm now. I'm sorry. But I swear to God, I well, saw. Well, maybe it. you did. I mean, I, we were I, we were at different facilities. It doesn't mean that right. just because I didn't see it doesn't mean yeah, it didn't happen. I was happen. in a, a man's men's facility that right. just you know, you know, like but we got donations lot. from like like if Sonic had a bunch of French fries or something that they didn't need that they were going to throw out, they would send all their extras to us and we'd make them like all their I'm boxes of stuff. There, we would get stuff. We never had French fries. These were for like Fourth of July and tater well, tots. I'm sorry, tater tots. Oh, tater tots. Tater tots. Yeah, we had tater tots all the time. Yeah. But, but the yeah, we uh, always had Sonic. Tater the only tots. way you ever got French fries was in one of those special things. You know, we got a, a burger or something. We got a French fries like on Fourth fundraiser. Fourth, yeah, we got we had them on Fourth of July and no, we, Labor Day with our burgers. No, we didn't. Didn't get those. No, it was no. twice a year. No, I'm trying to remember <laughs> what we got. You know, like we had a burger, which was just you know a shitty burgers you know soy patty burger right. um i wrote yesterday about um 
Well, you know, I write for a website. Maybe got a bag of chips or something. Oh, really? Well, yeah, that's every once in a while you get those. But I write, I write for a website called prison insight and I write, I write blog posts for them every week. And this week I wrote about what holidays are like in prison. (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) bless your heart. I know. Right. People asking what, you know, holidays. What's it like to be in, in prison on a holiday? Yeah. It's it's not. And, <laughs> well, one thing I did, I, I did give my prison a little shout out was for, we had really decent Thanksgiving and Christmas meals for, for a prison. Like, we would have trays piled up with turkey and mashed potatoes and dressing and and vegetables and I, I would have liked to have desserts. seen your tray uh, compared to ours. Because, you know, we did get extra a little more food than we normally oh did. yeah we had we got a lot more food than we normally did but see i you were men you know right men got it it's a totally different yeah. situation and, and we had you know, i think a local church i believe donated stuff every year for us to have really nice well, i think we had some of those but ours we, we got we got christmas bags oh i love the christmas bags yeah but but like i'd say I loved the Christmas bags. We should tell people what Christmas bags yeah, are. It, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> At Thanksgiving, I want to say, you know, we'd get some some turkey mm-hmm. with some gravies, uh, some mashed potatoes, uh, some stuffings, mm-hmm. uh, little cranberries. Um, we got a roll and corn and salad. Probably maybe got a roll. When I say salad, I mean a few pieces of iceberg lettuce and a yeah, dollop and a dollop of ranch terrible. dressing. Um, <laughs> they might have had that if you wanted it um, in like a piece of pie. You know, it wasn't a big piece of pie at all. It was just pumpkin pie and like one of those little ice creams, too. Oh, you got all of that? Yeah, but it 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 wasn't a lot because like the turkey, there was hardly. Oh, see, we have our stuff was piled. Like we had no, food. No, if we if if yeah, we got all that, but it wasn't like And it was like real turkey. Well, yeah, we, we got some real turkey, but it's not like we got much of it. Oh yeah. See, we got it. I we mean, got for, food. For How many guys, people? What was your population approximately? We had yeah, about twelve hundred. Okay. Well, see, maybe. we had we had almost two thousand. I mean I don't know. That's I mean, when I say it was piled up, we we got we got three or four nice pieces of turkey on our plate, which compared to what we usually got. No, I would say know, we maybe got like one or two kind of shit pieces of turkey. Really? Well, you got to remember, you know, dudes that are working in the the kitchen are <laughs> right. chowing down on that shit as much as they can, and they're right. being stingy with it. And see, it just wasn't like like they would. I don't know. I guess we just, we had a different, and maybe I was just naive and not realizing what was going on, but we just had a different atmosphere in our kitchen. Oh, like yeah. we had officers that were in there that made sure that things were done properly. And well, you know, yeah, and, I mean, they it, when it came to portions and stuff, generally that was the case. But it's right. not like you know, all we did was get some extra stuff. It's not like they gave us good portions where you went right. back full you were yeah. not oh we always went back full. oh god no we always went no. back full after holidays not always. not even close really no interesting no because it, it, you know it's just a little bit of ice cream a little piece of pumpkin pie you know 
if you cranberry sauce, like who the fuck eats that? You know, if, if you if you eat it, sorry for you. But you know, it's it's like eating some jelly. What does that do for you? You know, like you can't get full on jelly. And then well, see, you know, we had we had three or four good pieces of turkey stacked on stuffing and on mashed actually, potatoes. Actually, sometimes we might not even have gotten mashed potatoes. But I want I know we really? I want to say we I think we did, but it might not even really had any gravy with it or anything. We we had, we, we rarely got gravy. Well, we always got gravy. What are you talking oh, wow? No. We, we got we, we had five section trays, right? You had your main big section on the bottom. It wasn't right, I wouldn't say it was like rare, rare, but it wasn't so a lot of times we got mashed potatoes that didn't have we always gravy had gravy with it. our mashed potatoes. Yeah. That that was it was and my signature, my signature. Two out of three times, I'd say we don't. My signature prison sandwich uh, was, because we always got two pieces of bread, right? With every, oh, yeah, every always. meal. You always get two pieces <laughs> always of bread. get two pieces of so bread. So essentially, they <laughs> shove a half a loaf of bread in every prisoner. Every, every day. day. <laughs> every day. So think of all that white starch. Yeah, fucking... I can't figure out why I, why I gained 100 pounds yeah. while I was in prison. It's a mystery. But so you had, we always got bread. On the days when we would get chicken patties. And you eat it because you're hungry. Yeah, right. So we would always get, on the days that we would get chicken patties with white, with mashed potatoes and white gravy. So what I would yeah, do is good. I would put the chicken patty on my bread and put a layer mashed of mashed potato. potatoes oh, on top yeah. of the chicken. That's and then, the and then right some there. gravy on top of all of it and mm-hmm. make a sandwich out of it. That, I, I would like live... For those sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> those were so. Oh, those were the days that I'd good. go to the chow hall. Yes, those were the days that I would go to the chow if hall. If you know you're getting that, that yeah. that was that was worth it. <laughs> that was especially, worth it, especially because like if you knew that was coming up, you know that was a commodity. Yeah, those were that was something that would get traded a lot. Right for yes. cigarettes and stuff. I like traded that. for a shit ton of chicken patties. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> somebody, somebody, you know, be like, oh man, I'll give you my chicken patty for for a couple of rolls, yep, man. Yep. You know, it's like. Yep. Bet. Yeah, bet. <laughs> I'm on that. I bet. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I'd have made maybe two of them. I sometimes did the same three. thing with pancakes and French toast. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Some. Yeah. Often, I'd be like, who's selling their pancakes? Who's selling yeah. their French toast? I got some rolls. And, and then you brought up the the, the Christmas bag because that was like a big trade. Okay. The Christmas bag. Yes. All right. So in the state of Missouri, in Missouri prisons, every year. Local organizations, it's either churches or some kind of charity, will bring and distribute Christmas bags to the prisoners. Right. Big clear it's plastic bag. It's a big deal. And it's this big clear. BFD. <laughs> like, you have no, like, you want to talk about Christmas morning with Santa. Like, this was like this was it. Like, and all these grown ass prisoners, like, all excited for these little these oh, yeah. bags. And they had, ours had a, a large, like normal size, human size tube of toothpaste. Cause we always had to, what? you didn't get, you didn't get the normal size toothpaste. Oh, we got a normal size toothpaste. It was usually aim. So it was like really cheap. Oh, you had to buy that. Oh, or ultra bright was the other one. So we had a long real, like actual tube of toothpaste. Cause usually the, what we would buy was really small. And so this was really exciting. So we got a normal and we got a normal, uh, we got shampoo and conditioner. And we got um, paper and pencil, and I think there was some food. There was candy and food and stuff in there, 
and that was the that was what everybody that's, was excited that's about. That's primarily all ours was. All yours was food. I mean, I think there might have been like some little hygiene items, like maybe a bar of soap or something like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but the can the food. Oh my but, god, people would go nuts. Yeah, they for the they food wouldn't. And... They they weren't allowed to give us. I don't think like toothpaste. Maybe you know what? I think those were items that I had got to come in through. The... My bad. My bad. Our Christmas bags were separate from our toothpaste. We got. We had a local charity. They gave us the toothpaste and stuff one uh, for two years. Like it was every was, other year. Was that uh, so? It was separate from our Christmas was bags. That, what, My bad. Was I that, Was that what's her name with the books? Yes. Uh, um, I think we got that too. Oh, what was the um, scam the scam lady in St. Louis? She Joyce, a scam lady? Jo- Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers. Yes. yes has a bazillion <laughs> freaking books. We got so much free Joyce Myers crap. Yes. It would it would screw up my freaking book inventory. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're only allowed to have so many books, so you didn't want to yeah. have that ruin your book inventory. Right. But you know, I'm sorry. So yeah, the hygiene bag those those were hygiene bags, and those were every other year. Right. Our Christmas bags, my bad. It was full of junk. It was cookies, right. um, candy, that little bags of cheese. It's like basically it was like you emptied out a vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what was in these you know, Christmas like a, bags. A, a little bag or two of cheese. It's maybe a bag or two of Cheetos. Yeah, maybe like a some granny. What, what, granny what, Smith is cookies. It granny Smith. I, I was going to say that, but that makes me think of the apples. Like, that's not right. But no, yeah, it's the, it the, is the granny, granny cookie. Some granny cookies. I think it's Granny Smith. It it's be. like, the, you know, the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You get a couple of those. You, you get, maybe get like a bunch of little uh, single size, like snack bite snicker bars right. and stuff in there. You get the crackers and cheese, like the sour cream yeah, and chives, two, cheese. A couple of packs with, of crackers yeah. and cheese. Maybe a, maybe a beef jerky a, or a sausage. Uh, what were those little uh, cracker packs, snack packs, or whatever? no, that's the 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 crackers with the cheese? Uh huh. What were those called? The little, little handy snacks. Handy snacks. Yeah, <laughs> we maybe get some of those little handy snacks yep. in there. Those were killer. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. We got pop tarts. Yeah, we get um, some pop tarts in there, which was cool. Couple. You know, uh, you're just getting like a pack. It's not like you're getting a whole box <laughs> of them. You know, you're just kind of getting like. Maybe one or two of most of these things. Right. Um, man, what else? And that, let me tell you. Oh, some some like you get like a a beef stick or something like yes. a summer sausage, like a little tiny yes, one. Man, I, I got one of those in there one time. It called like a little chub or something like that. <laughs> oh my god, that thing was killer. That was like the first real meat that you'd had in in a year. long yeah. time. Because we got those. Like I got to uh, we got the Bonterre to. This is right when we got, I went to Bonterre. Right, yeah. right, right when we go in for the first time. But I got there and they, you know, we were right before Christmas. Right. So we got. Yeah, these we Christmas went into prison bags. right during the middle of the holiday season. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was like we got sentenced on 11, 12, 13. So it was like right before Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. So we missed, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, which My everybody birthday. goes to prison misses that shit. <laughs> right. Wrong, but you know when you're. You're thinking you're maybe just going to get some kind of probation or something. We were not you, prepared you walk, for that. Yeah. You walk out in chains doing 22 years, you know. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't even remember. You miss those holidays. It's like, damn. Holidays are really hard. They, they, they can be hard. You definitely appreciate them a lot more. Like you're, you know, spending that time with your family and stuff. Yeah. Um, there was nothing worse than a holiday weekend in prison because it just like. 
everybody's on the can everybody's yeah. on, their, on their housing unit because nobody's out at their jobs and at school well, and, and like, like oh where where i'm at you know where i was you know there's no decoration there's right no, no you no you're not allowed to decorate anything yeah here. so it's like it, it, it's and, and the schedule's the same right you know there's no real special like they maybe you know during christmas they would they would have like a a, a bingo yeah, we always had you know, a bingo. Yeah, like during the holidays, you would have you'd have bingo. You go I down there. I won ten dollars in my books one year. Yeah, you, when when like maybe a twelve pack of soda or something right. like that. Um, that was a big one. Was the soda? Everybody, everybody. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That um, yeah, and I never won. Got close a couple of times. <laughs> Sometimes I just I just quit going. Right. I just didn't want to go. I did a lot of that stuff when I first got there, but then as I the longer I was in prison, the less I did. Yeah, those kinds of activities. Yeah, I I, I went out. And did stuff at first and then after a while i was just like well i got so know, bogged down by the case and by the appeal like, and all that stuff i just fuck this place fuck this place i didn't want anything to do with right. it i just want i just stayed in my room and watched tv it's really hard like, to keep your life going but like you don't want to be a part of stuff it's not like, it's weird it's not easy to watch tv for almost four and a half years straight right Without having on demand or anything, that is rough. I had to watch four years of commercials. I had to watch four years. <laughs> like I hadn't watched a commercial in fifteen years. Like it's, I've had TiVo since it came out in the late nineties. Like I don't watch commercials. I don't, I don't really care about commercials. Mind them. I watched me so many much. commercials and TV. Yeah. So yeah, I, we had basic cable, like less than basic cable, and no on demand, no TiVo, and that's and and so that's what we had for. Four four and a half years, it, and, and it was not fun. You know, before anybody gets their panties in a bunch <laughs> about our cable, right? Taxpayers don't pay for no, that shit. No, 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 no. That comes out of canteen funds. Yeah, the inmates in, pay inmate for funds. that yep. stuff, so it gets paid for through the stuff that we buy. You know, all the all of our products and things that we use, it gets paid for through that. Yeah. So don't even you know. So <laughs> we have to have something. To yeah. Do. So we had cable, We're but it's hard to you know when you get conflicting shows. That you really like right. and stuff. Yep. That that gets really difficult because, like, you know, you get off on something. And if you miss an episode. Yes. It, yes. Oh, one of the worst <laughs> things ever is when they'd have a fire drill in the middle of a big yes. fucking episode of something like oh. The Walking Dead or okay. something. Oh, I've my told God. You, I've told you maddening. this story, but I'm going to tell you it again because this was the worst fire drill story I've ever had in my four years at Vandalia. So we went in right in the middle of the final season of breaking bad. So I hadn't seen the last four episodes of right. breaking bad. And, uh, and I missed, so I, I missed the final when they, when they actually aired. And so about a year, year and a half later on AMC, I think it was at new year's. Yeah. They were doing, they a had marathon, a, they had a right. marathon. So I was I like, I was like, freak. I was watching sweet. it too. Cause I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched it. I was like, I'm like, finally going to get to see how it ends. I'm finally going to get to see what happens to Walter White. Like I was so excited and I literally was on for like three days and I was watching. I mean, I, every episode I was watching it, I was watching it all night, all day. <clears throat> we get into the very last episode into the very last scene. And Walt goes into trying to get Jesse and the fire alarm goes off. Mother. <laughs> now in a prison, when a fire alarm goes off, you automatically they automatically have to evacuate the building and then they have to take you outside and they have to do a count before they can allow anybody to go back yeah. into the building. These can take sometimes ten minutes, sometimes, sometimes an hour. Yeah. And it doesn't they, matter what day or what, they, what time of night, how cold it, it can is. It's cold, it can be wet. <laughs> you can be in the middle of a shower. Yeah. 
and they'll they'll pull that shit. Yeah, it was so you worst. have to so when an alarm goes off, you have to immediately evacuate, go out and get into your line so you can get counted. And it was the last episode, like last scene, the last scene of the series, and I was like, no. So, <laughs> so I didn't get to see if Walter, I you know, I mean, I don't want to see how it ended. I didn't basically. see the last scene, right? And so I had to go back and watch it again Man. the next time they had the the marathon. It was like a, a year later, so I finally got to see it. But I was just like, this isn't fair. Like I had put in so much time and effort into this right. binge. And I never, I, had I no never, choice. I never got to see the uh, last several episodes of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Me neither. I've, I, I, I've, I pretty much, I think I know what happens. I think I know what happens too, but I didn't get to. But see But I really don't know because I haven't seen it because right. you know it got. I mean, it, we it just when you get in trouble, yeah. like it kind of takes over your life and your, unfortunately your TV shows get put on hold. And so I didn't get to see a lot of the endings to things. Uh, but the biggest one it's, was breaking bad. It's amazing. You know, I remember like after we got arrested and we were out on bond and just how there's, it's such a, a heavy, heavy weight and a cloud hanging over you that there's absolutely no joy, no joy in anything. It was the worst two years. It was almost, it wasn't worse than being in prison, but it had its own weight to it. It had its yeah. own set of trauma. Nothing, nothing was enjoyable. Nothing. It was the you year know. the Cardinals went. That was the 2011. That was the year the Cardinals made their historic run from like 10 games back yes. into getting into the playoffs and winning yes. the world. It was David a David Freeze. Freeze the, it the was that year. Baseball game ever, ever played. We could have gone. Our friends were there, but we had no. That was even, even though we were in the worst part of the whole situation, like, even though it was a bad night, we still enjoyed that game. That was awesome. Yeah, you could not, <laughs> you enjoy, could that not enjoy that. But the point is, is like that we had just gotten arrested when all that was going on and we couldn't enjoy that. Like we yeah. couldn't, I couldn't enjoy anything. Nothing was happening. Nothing. Yeah. Even after it was over, you, you know, and, and, and we ended up winning the series and stuff, you know, we, <laughs> it was still, I'm facing prison. Right. Like you just, nothing, nothing. nothing you don't feel comfortable doing anything. No. You feel like you're constantly being watched. You feel All like you're constantly – like you feel like anything you do or say is going to get you in trouble somehow. And maybe that was just specifically for us because we had an overzealous prosecutor that seemed to really like to mess with us. But maybe not. Maybe this is how everybody feels. Like you, you just feel like – Yeah, you're just – You just – you can't – you can't feel – you don't feel – you don't feel anything. Like I was so numb because – it I was, felt sick all the time, yes, like nauseous. Yes. Just I, I just felt just constantly just, nauseous yeah. and scared and like a like a weight on my chest. Right. All right. the time. Because you can't I mean there's nothing like people literally have your freedom in their hands. And you know, like then there's nothing you can do about and it. We we talked about um how the you know the prosecutor goes on the air and talks about everything and stuff and right. you don't say anything because it can get used against you. But looking back on that now, I almost wish we would have Try to do the same tactics. Somehow. I know, right? Just gone on and talked about it. Right. This what, is what, what did we happened. have to lose? Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't have a warrant when they went into it. And just, yeah. and just, just really put that out there and be like, you know, I leave my house and this maintenance guy goes in. I almost would have, you know, even, even, you know, what did I have to lose? Why not fire our attorney and just represent ourselves at that right. point? We got the worst possible sentences you know, we could have gotten anyways. Yeah. So why, so... If we'd have to do it all could've... over again, I would have been able if to be able to speak up for myself would have been nice. And not just speak up for myself, but ask the questions I want to ask because of the discrepancies that I saw in all of the reports. Right. Right. You know, 
the 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 maintenance man's testimonies, his first two testimonies didn't match what he said later on. Right. You know, uh, I wanted to recall the the manager of the apartment complex and ask and talk to her. Um, right. You know, I, we didn't have trial. We didn't go to trial, but we had hearings. We had motion to suppress hearings because they came into our house without a warrant. And we fought. The reason we didn't make a deal right off the bat was because they had gone in without a warrant, and there was a legal search. And even seizure. even said they didn't have a warrant in, said, in the report. Yeah, they they made it clear they didn't have a warrant. They never they never argued that. Um, but they, they they claimed exigent circumstances right. for different. Well, they, they that wasn't the only thing. They had two or three different excuses as to why they didn't have to have one. Right. So it would it would probably would have been smarter for us at the time to just give us we probably should have had a podcast at that time and just giving the play by play oh, what was going on with that us. That would have been amazing. That would have been we an would amazing podcast. If we would have had a YouTube channel or something <laughs> right. at that time. Yeah. And just 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 do a play by play of what was going on on a daily basis because to just people understood that, you know, we had a prosecutor that was threatened 37, 37 years in prison and just really let people understand what we had done, what was going right. on, and do they think that that's proper? Because and, if we'd have gotten the people behind us, we probably wouldn't have ever right. gotten. And and I don't. Why why couldn't we have recorded that with cameras? Like we're not allowed to have cameras in our courtrooms and stuff. Right. And why not? Right. And here in our town, it was really common. They'd have so many people in there that they were arraigning or doing whatever to that they would make all the public leave the courtroom. Right. So it was basically closed to the public. Right. Yeah, and they they I mean they were just doing all kinds of things and you're right, looking back on it, I really wish we would have had a YouTube channel or a podcast just or to try to get on the radio. Or just try to get on the radio or write op eds for the local yeah, paper, just letting something. people know what's what we were going through, what we were facing and because just put it all out there. Yeah. Cuz cuz I mean, what, you're going to use against me that you didn't have a warrant? Right. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to say what I was doing or not doing in here, but this is what they did. Right. Or didn't do. Right. Yeah. You know, I can't say what I was doing or not doing because, you know. Because the, the publicly clearly supported us after, like, through right. everything and afterwards. They even had opinion polls in the local paper. We had overwhelming support in the 75 to 80% range. And that really bled over into the prosecutor election, I think, in a lot of ways. Yes, um, it did. Because he lost by 80 to 20. Like, you never see an incumbent lose with by that. But that was pretty right. crazy. It was his first election where he ran against somebody. And, it was a, and I got had slaughtered. got slaughtered. Fuck you, me, Karen. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Piece of shit. <laughs> well, he was a horrible human being, and people, and we're not the only, and we're not the only people that can that can give a story as to why we feel that way. Right. There are many, many of so these. So this isn't any kind of slander or or libel of any kind. This is this is just facts. What this man did to us. It's not a. It's and you know, did we have marijuana in our apartment when it was not legal to have it? Yep, yes, I we did. did. We did. I, I, you know, were we, you know, were we doing what they were accusing us of doing? No. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were accusing us of being like this big, big time, time gang drug bangers. Like, you know, yeah. It, it's just insanity. Yeah. You know, and all, you know, we want, we were growing our own medicine. That's all it was. And it yeah. was nothing more than that. And there's, there's, you know, so many, so many. <laughs> holes that I could have ripped into that whole entire right. thing. We should have. We I and, and you try to get your attorney to do it. Yeah. And, and he doesn't he doesn't do it. He doesn't right. ask you know and and, and, it, and yes, when a witness is being, you know, especially if it's like the state witness or something, um, 
the prosecutor starts a line of questioning. Right. And so when you cross-examine, you're supposed to stick to the same line of questioning, which I don't understand. I don't understand why you can't just ask whatever the fuck you want to ask of, right. of somebody when you're trying to get to the truth. Yeah. And it's really, you know? really hard to sit there in a courtroom and listen if people lie about you or or try to construe things in the like, oh, it's maddening. It's so hard to do it. Like, we almost got in trouble from the judge because we ha we had a hard time listening. It was laughable, the shit was, that yes, they were saying. Yes. It, it made you just, you're just, you got to be kidding me. Right. No. Like, that's not it, what happened. Like, and, 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 there's, and you can't say anything. You can't say anything no. in the courtroom. You can't say anything in the media. You're, you're advised not to, not to testify. Right. You know, generally, it's in your best interest Boy, not to. Man, I wish we, if, man, if we could go back. And do it again. Well, I, I have a few ideas, but yeah, we'll talk about those okay. off of here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that was just such a, such a, it's, a it's bizarre why, experience. It was a bizarre experience, and it's why I'm more passionate than ever about being free from government control and intervention. Because you don't understand what it's like to live in a controlled environment where things are provided for you, which sounds so great, but it's not what you think it is. Yes, it's, it's not. not, it's not it, having your freedom taken away and, and being dependent on other people to provide for you is a horrible position as a human being. It's a, and, and it, prison is an extreme example. Of course Don't it get is. me wrong. It's an extreme but there example. are a lot of things about it that would be the way things would be, especially when it comes to the healthcare and right. stuff. I don't doubt that for a second. No. Because you got a couple of doctors taking care of over a thousand people. Right. Very limited resources. You have, yes. you have a government budget of resources. You know, it's always the shitty resources. You you have to to do anything more than basic you know, medical stuff, you had to get chained up and leave to go to a hospital somewhere or something, right. you know, and yeah, you're not going to have to do that in socialism. Well, you might, <laughs> you might. But the thing is with the, but the, but what the administrator was doing was making cost analysis of, should I pay for this, for this prisoner? Right. And that's what happens in a socialist healthcare system. Should I pay for this, for this patient? Is it worth and, it and to it pay for, so this, long. for this patient? And it takes so long. It takes so long to get anything done. To get right. into a dentist, you had to wait. You had to be there for six months before you could even ask to be on the waiting list at the prison I was in to see a dentist. Yeah, me medications, oh, you know, yeah. always a, a, an issue. Yeah, you know, and and they and and everything is so generic, you yeah. know, and 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 basically, you almost have to be dying to get anything more than ibuprofen. Yeah, I mean, and that's the way it's probably going to be in socialism too. They're yeah. not going to want to pay. <laughs> Right. For anything that, that, that they just hope to God you don't have to have. And if government and if and if and I'm not a fan of big pharma, don't get me wrong. I don't like the current system. But if you don't let private companies research and develop in the medical industry, there's no innovation. Right. There's no advancement. And you, there's that's not. They're, they're not going to want to if, if the prices are fixed. And right. If, and if they can't make the government's money off their, of their only. Yeah, they're only they're only yeah. customer. If they yeah. can't make money off what they're doing. There's no there's no incentive for research and advancement. There's just not. I mean, no, no, not at all. I mean, because a lot of people don't realize how much money they have to invest in, you know, the research on on the pill itself. So right. if the price gets fixed, <laughs> if it's something they normally charge, you know, twenty thirty dollars a pill for, right? Because and the reason they charge that a lot of times, a lot of times, not all the time. Some of these these guys are pure assholes and just yes. charge the shit out of stuff. Like right. they've been doing it with EpiPens and stuff like that for right. a while. 
They're allowed to do it because uh, yeah, of government I'm, regulation. I'm not at all defending that type no. of behavior. No. But when it comes to like, you know, drugs at, at a pharmaceutical company, you know, a drug might cost a lot of money because there's a very small amount of people that it works for. Right. But it still costs them millions of dollars to even, you know, come across. Right. It took them a lot of resources to come up with right. to to get to where they could provide that. And drug. that's and that's why you see, you know, when we were growing up, you didn't see commercials for medication and no. shit. Not that I remember anyway. No. They changed and, the laws on that. We're, yeah. we're 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 one of only two countries in the world that allows uh, pharmaceutical direct marketing. Direct you know, because yeah, I mean, how many times you know? Ask your doctor if this is right for you. <laughs> Side effects may include death. Everything <laughs> under the sun. But like, I would like to make a pharmaceutical commercial for cannabis. Side effects may include <laughs> laughing, uh, the naps. desire naps, the desire to eat <laughs> <You know>. brownies, <laughs> eat a lot of cupcakes, and take a nap. Right? Like I, it never. I just, it just floors me that we have these commercials with all of these side effects with these drugs, and cannabis well, is still illegal. But in you know, so many places. these companies, the reason they're pushing it straight to you is because they want to sell as much of the, you know, they want to get their money's worth out of the right. research that they did. And, and I can't blame them for that because that's just, you know, there's a lot of regulation that comes with developing medicine, medication, and right. that, that the, 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 the regulation makes the cost to develop very, very it, expensive. It, I think it does take too long. Right. I think, you know, it's usually about 10 years from clinicals to, right. You know, and I understand, release. I understand why that they would want rules like that, but I think a patient, a person that if, if a person is, is on their deathbed or their and their prognosis they're is willing within to try. weeks. They're willing to try anything right. at any time. So why not so why not allow them to do that? Let them have the risk. If yeah. you know, let them take the risk. Just like right now with COVID. Even if it has even if the you know the with the anti-malarial that, that Trump keeps talking oh, about the, the hydrochloroquine. hydrochloroquine and the Z pack and all that. Even if even if the it hasn't had a chance to be tested on COVID, <laughs> the dog has a new toy. He's got him a new hedgehog toy. Yeah, He's just loving it. He loves his Karen. Um, but um, but no, like right now, like even if the FDA hasn't had a chance to test, or the, or the tests haven't been made on their effect on COVID, even if it hasn't happened, well, if people want to take the chance of taking that medication to yeah. get better, then let them have that option. I'm not going to wait for your trials and your right. six months of this, that, or the other. And right. let, why can't I have a say? Right. Why can't the person have a say? Like if I'm willing to to put myself out there for this. Why does this bureaucracy have to get between me and the, and the, my the, chance the creators of and the researchers? Right. You know? Right. So and I, a lot of times when they when they do have stuff like that, uh they'll give them a very limited amount of patience. You know, to, right. to qualify to even let them try it. Right. You know, it's very small, even though there's a lot more that could probably use it. Yeah. I know. I mean, I just, the government. I just, yeah, the government, it's to protect you, but. But they stand in the way but of But they stand in the way of advancement. They stand in the way of, of you getting treatment a lot of times because, you know. You who got, who you knows where wait. we would be? Look, I mean, look at how our technology advances so fast right. without any kind of intervention yeah imagine a, imagine where we would be medically if if we didn't have well there's a there's a reason that the tech sector is is so is so profitable is because it's 
probably the least regulated sector in our economy. And, uh, and it shows, it shows, by the, pri- it shows us by the prices that, the, how the prices have dropped on things, how the, it, how the innovation right. has just, I mean, is just at an, an insane I don't think rate. there's any issues as far as regulation. The only, the, <laughs> the only place there would be regulation is in the, the raw material factories where yes. they make that stuff. Yes. But, as far as how you know the sales and usage and general general usage and how it's things very, work, very, it's little. very yeah, very unregulated. Yeah, and that's why you and that's why you can go get a a fifty five inch flat screen at Walmart for three hundred bucks. Right, and I and I think it's really funny. You know, we're talking about this how, um, you know, like I said, think of where we would be if if you know it was way less regulated, you know, if at all in the medical sector. Right. But what I find is funny is how people have this idea that, you know, if we had socialized medicine, we would have like this friggin' utopia of medicine. Right. And, and, and it would be so far from that. It would be the complete yeah. opposite. There would be no innovation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we would go backwards if anything, like we, we profit, would just, we would go stagnant. Profit, we, profit and, and is you know profit is the motivation for innovation and creativity it just is well you know? I, I not that people don't want to go do things just to do things for their own happiness but I, that's I, I it, it just it's a great motivation to be able it's to, a big part of motivation yeah. to innovate but i think innovation is just a natural drive to to discover Sure. And and like like we've said before that I think when you make a a real discovery that truly is beneficial to life it is naturally going to be profitable because right. I, I don't I don't think that's the the main goal. Well, I mean, but beginning. just the the right to benefit from your labor. Well, sure. The right to benefit from your ideas, the right to benefit from from your contribution. Yeah, no question. That's what I'm talking about. I'm profit right. by the wrong word. Okay. But you okay. have to be able to Human beings in the long run need a motivation, need to be able to benefit from the fruits of their labor. Otherwise, right. they're not going to do it. Right. Right. No if matter you, how much you take it from them or or regulate it or reduce what they can earn or you know, put a cap on them somehow. Right. That's or allow the, the society to have it once yeah. you've once you've created it. Right. Yeah. Know. Why why am you know, if I can't benefit from my work my and the time and, and everything yeah. that I put into it. What's the point? Right. And, but you know, no, everybody thinks it's going to be perfect because they're getting free shit. <laughs> right. That's, it's free. You know. It's just it's it's I it's just propaganda. It's just false information. It's it's just purely false. Just like I was watching this thing about the uh, the comparison of the it was like a history lesson on the Wolf of Wall Street and what was true in the movie and what was not. Right. And they were talking about how um, uh, I totally lost my train of Wolf thought. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, I know. But where was I going with that? Uh, what was real what and was what, real, what was not? And what was I just talking oh, about? You're killing me. <laughs> what was the topic before I got to Wolf of Wall Street? Um, well, the the utopia of oh, the of, utopia. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they were talking about how after he scanned all these people out of millions of dollars, 
Um, he only got four years in prison and only and only served 22 months. And they were like, and on top of that, he only did, he did 22 months at this specific federal prison. And it was like a college campus. It had a gym and it had a weight room and it had, Ooh. and it had a tennis court Boy, and it had a, all of these things. It made it sound like it was a resort. <laughs> I know. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You can make it sound like a resort. Maybe it does have a tennis court, but I guarantee you it's a piece of shit tennis court that you can't really you know you can't just go play on anytime you want right and there's other people that want to play <laughs> on it too and you're not and out there in polos and no stuff, no you know? like you're in your prison uniform like in your boots you know out like it's just it's not a spa it's no. not a resort no, no matter if there's a gym in there or not it's not the same thing and it's just the what people think when they you're you're, you're when you hear just because something has a gym, I mean, <laughs> so does a so does an inner city fucking school, <laughs> right? Do you want to go to school there, right? No, people, but people hear hear stuff through the filter of our present wealth, and the and they don't understand that these descriptions of things are not through that filter. It's not the reality of it. Right. It's a different, you know. Uh, it's just that it's a different. The reality of it is very different than yeah, the. They got the wealth a gym filter. and a weight room and a library. I mean, <laughs> right? Oh, they got just so much stuff to Three do. Three meals a day in a yeah. bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you can call it that, they don't have to pay bills. It's it's, it's almost a torture device because right. it's it's a it's a plate of steel, right? And a mattress that is so beat to shit from years and years and years and years of, of a, use. Yes. That it's almost, I mean, it's almost like just sleeping straight on the steel. Right. It, it is. It is very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. And and the pillow you get is crap. You can buy one that's maybe a little bit better. So, and you think, oh, well, now I can have two. No, they'll take your yeah, other issue pillow because you bought one. Yeah, you can only have one. And and with, how is that really fair? <laughs> it's just you have to understand that there's there's that, your your socialism. If right. you can't afford it, you get one for free. But if you buy one, they take the one that they give to you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just and and the other thing is is that even with a socialist medical, even with a government run healthcare, you're still going to have the wealthy people that are going to try to find better services in a private situation. Oh, and they and pay will pay for it. Yeah. They will. There's, there, there's going to even be a worse divide between the what kind of medical care you can get with money and without. Oh, absolutely. And and I mean, even right now, when it came to the you know the Medicare for all, all of those those politicians that were pushing for it, the only one I think that was willing to to give up the health care they got through the government because of their position, right. Bernie Sanders was like the only one willing to do it. All the other ones were not willing to give up their health care for right. the care that we would get. Right. And that should say a lot. It should tell you and everything if, you need if, to know. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. If you, if you, it's not, it's not high quality. No. When it's for everybody, especially for 300 something million people, it's going to be bare bones. The, the cheapest thing that they can give you for the money that they have. There's just, it's, it's because it's not an investment. It's an expense. And those are two very different things. And when you're looking at something as an expense and not an investment, it's kind of the same. It's kind of like the difference between the haves and the have nots. When people have money, they like the wealthier people, 
they invest in things, they make their money work for them. Right. It grows. But when you're in the middle class, you have a car payment. That's an expense. And that money is going yeah. to the bank and it's and it's not doing anything for you. And right. that's what healthcare is. A government healthcare is an expense. It's not an investment. You know, they're gonna put they're yeah. gonna throw as little bit of money at it as they can. Most most rich people, you know, on the lower end of the rich scale buy used cars. They pay cash. Yeah. They do things like that. You know, you have to be filthy, stinking rich to just buy brand new crap and lease things and right. not worry about depreciation or anything right. like that. But even wealthy, wealthy people just don't do that. They just no. don't spend money like that. No, they're smart. You know, they don't buy yachts. They rent them. You know, right. I mean, like I said, you they have, don't flaunt their wealth. You got to be ridiculous, like a billionaire rich, you know, <clears throat> near or near billionaire rich to, to really buy those kind of things. Right. Because at that point, you know, I've heard, and, and this is something I never understood where, you know, uh, a tax guy, your tax guy calls up and he's like, Hey man, he goes, you need to spend some money. Yeah. You know, you, you're going <laughs> to, you got to spend money or else you're going to pay too much in taxes. Right. You know, and that's just kind of like a, a mind blowing idea to me <laughs> to be like, why? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to buy stuff. I don't need to go buy a new truck for my, yeah. my company or <laughs> right. something, you know, like why, why that makes no sense to me. <laughs> so I'm going to pay so much in tax. So you're wanting me to go spend a bunch of money to avoid spending paying, a bunch of right. paying a bunch of money. I it's mean, tax write off instead of income. It's, you, it's can, just, you can take it out I of know, But it's column. just still, it's just a, why should we have a, a system to where that is the case? Right. To where, you know. It promotes spending instead of saving. Right. But that's, what, that's, that's what our, our whole our whole economy built, has been built on spending and not saving since we got onto the Federal Reserve. Right. And, and, and saving would be a lot better because those banks were, were more liquid and can put more into the system when right. people save. Right. In, in a, you know, a backed a gold and silver backed yeah. economy. This whole problem that we're having right now is not because of capitalism. It's because of modern monetary theory and modern monetary policy, because we've built entire economic systems on fiat currency. That's backed by nothing that governments just print. You know, was print, it Keynesian, Keynesian economics? Keynesian economics. John Maynard Keynes. He's an early 20th century economist. And there was a big war back in the early 20th century. And the idea and thought of economics between John Maynard Keynes and, a man named Frederick Hayek, who is yes. um, who is my Austrian spirit, economics, uh, Austrian yeah. economics, the school of Austrian <laughs> economics, and uh, and Hayek promoted a sound currency that had value behind it, and saving and investing, and but Keynes Keynes was all about spending, about printing money and spending. That's how yeah, that just was, print money and put it into the into the system. Because spending is what fuels an economy. You know, like in the, his theory, the type of ideas of like you know dig you know uh, pay a guy to dig a hole, pay another guy to fill it. Right. You know, kind of <laughs> the broken kind of window stuff. fallacy yeah, and all that right. stuff. Like it was all about it was all about credit and spending and debt and just moving money, and moving and dollars. And right. and Hayek was much more of a uh, saver, investor, sound money, um, having your currency and your money have value to it. And it it's a lot slower growth of an economy, but right. it's a lot healthier. It's it's, it's a lot. It's way a lot, more stable. It's way more stable. Like right now, if we had a strong currency and we were a saving country and not a spending country, the fact that we weren't all going out and spending money right now wouldn't be so detrimental because our right. country would be based, our economy would be based on savings and investment, not right. on spending. Right. And and more people might have been somewhat prepared, you know, if we had right. a, 
you know, a, a true laissez-faire capitalistic society, you know, a lot more people would have health care because the government would be out of it. They wouldn't right. be subsidizing it. It would be right. a much more uh, competitive market right. between quality of service and price. Exactly. You know, because not every not every freaking doctor gets A's. No. You know, even the ones that get a, a, a D <laughs> are still a doctor. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. What do you what do you call a med student that gets <laughs> all you D's? Know, yeah, all D's. A doctor. Doctor. <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah. you know, there 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 there, there needs the to be the way things are set up, you know, the, the, the competition's kind of eliminated. It's like you don't really know what you their histories, their records. You, you don't, don't know who's good, who's yeah. bad. You don't and you don't know price structure because you you know, every all costs are hidden through insurance. Yeah, you don't you don't know. You don't get a price list when right. you walk into that place. Right. You have no idea what, what's no. gonna happen. No. And we've taken I mean, we just we the government intervention is what has caused it right. has out of control prices. Right. Same with education, same with college. But you know, if we if we got rid of those things and and used you know the high ex, you know style of of economy. We we wouldn't we wouldn't be in this mess. I guarantee no. that you know we no. wouldn't have had the you know the crash back in the, the, the you know the depression right. back in the what late twenties mm-hmm. um, yeah thirties and late twenties early thirties like like that wouldn't have happened right you know um, yeah there, there's you if know, you have a sound currency and a free economy that is that is free to exchange their goods and services in an in a equal playing field market it's just so much healthier and it can it, it can withstand so much right. it can it can withstand even the greatest of blows well and and but here we are not only with a, a, a shitty economic idea mm-hmm. um, we're also dealing with you know moving into socialism right and government control and it's crazy because uh, you know we're talking about this and, and, and a lot of this government control has happened through you know these epidemics and stuff and here we are with half our country, you know, crazy over socialism, which is, is still just mind blowing to me because it, it, they don't understand those it. were communists. Those were the enemy when we were kids, <laughs> right. the enemies of the United States. It. And most people that are crazy over socialism are under the age of 30. Well, they, uh, they've never had real jobs. Well, but even, but even if you're not for full out socialism, they're still trying to get socialized medicine. And it's like, right. we've already got socialized education. Right. And we've got a big welfare state that keeps getting bigger and bigger because right. there's no end. And, and people are coming in. They're trying to make it easier for people that are undocumented and not even yeah. citizens to get on this stuff. It's just a flawed theory that all of our economic ills and all of the problems in our country is because of big business. And it's a right. flawed theory. Right. That the and, rich people are just hoarding money. Right. And taking it from everybody. Right. And and the and there's truth to that in some ways, but it's because of the monetary system, not because of right. the capitalist, the you know, not because of capitalism. That's not that's not the enemy. The enemy is the oligarchy and their monetary policy. Right. That's the problem. And really, honestly, yes, we're pushing for socialized medicine, but or people are pushing for socialized medicine. But really, what we're going to be getting is not socialism. We're going to be getting fascism, which right. is a which is a a, a hybrid government of 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 um socialized programs and big business colluding at the top and it's right. just it's a it's a it's the worst it's like the worst of, well, a, of, of both worlds and the other day when i did my taxes you know i still had to pay that stupid penalty for not having insurance and i didn't can you even get on the exchange anymore is well, that even yeah. open still well i mean it's open at the beginning of every year 
Oh, I, I, guess, I didn't even know how, how that I works. Got, but it's cheaper insurance. just to pay the two hundred dollar penalty, and everybody knows. I didn't that. even think that you had to pay penalties anymore. I thought that was I thought that was re- repealed. Well, or... I thought for sure when I filed my taxes because it, it asked if I had insurance, right? And you know, and I was li- you know liable for a two hundred dollar. You know that was. I didn't realize that was still a thing. Yeah, I I, I think I I could have got. Lately. $200 more taken away from me by Missouri Department of Revenue from my right. federal tax return. I don't know how they can do this. How can the state take my federal tax return? Because we had a prosecutor that decided to go after you and take your yeah, money. F you, Jared here, and I'm pretty sure you had a lot to do with that. Yeah. You know. Made up something and then got your taxes taken away. Yeah. You know, that's another thing about this court system is, you know, they had a civil hearing and I never even knew about it. <laughs> right. Well, Over the prosec- taxes. The prosecutor can use all kinds of different tools to try to get you to plead or make a deal or to, you know, to, right. to put back you into a corner. And he did. But he would. We we found out after the fact that he was digging around in our bank and finances and bringing charges against us in ways just to flush us out, just to get it, yeah. just to put so much pressure on us that we would get that we would crumble and break, which is eventually what happened. I had some kind of a civil hearing on me for saying that I owed fifteen hundred dollars in state taxes, state income taxes. And sent it to an address you hadn't lived to in twenty years. Yeah, for the we when when we were kids, like yeah. graduated high school. <laughs> right. So whatever time frame they're talking about on this. You know, how on earth? $1,500? Yeah, state taxes. That's like years worth of state taxes. Right. And it went from $1,500 with interest and court fees to like $6,000. And you never got a notice or anything. Never even knew it was taking place. You just got an after the fact notice. And I'm pretty, pretty sure that that's illegal. Right. Right. You've got to be served. You have to have a notice. You have to... You have to be able to face... From what I can see in the court records, there's not even a a summons issue. Wow. So, you know, that's... Anyway, (laughs) you know, it's frustrating the kind of crap that that, that these places will do to you. You got to watch it. If you ever get tangled up in something, folks, stay on top of it. Yeah. It'll drain the living life out of you, but you have to. You have to stay on top of it. Stay on top of your I don't know. I think we should should start a movement for all, uh, you know accused all defendants to just start talking just start talking to the media and just yes they can whatever you say can and will be used against you but if but if you're if you're telling the truth but if you're telling what i mean if you're just true about what's going on right if you know own up to the fact that you were doing what you were doing because i guarantee you they're going to try to put you in prison for as long as they can and if people know that that you know, prosecutors are going around trying to put people in prison for seven to 10 years for, uh, you know, some pot or for, uh, you know, for whatever it is, you know, just own up to what you're doing and, and try to get, I mean, it's just, we got to take the power of the prosecutor's hands somehow. Yeah. I mean, you obviously can't say, you know, what you were doing, you know, you can't it, reveal it, details of the case, but you got to, you, you can definitely say your side a light, of the story. Shine a, a light bit. on what you're facing. Like right. if we'd have got on the radio and been like, look, okay. The prosecutor in this County is threatening, threatening us with 37 years in prison over pot plants, you right. know? And so do you think that's right? And that, is that how you want your taxpayer dollars right. spent? Do you want to house me in a prison for the next 37 years? Because I had a couple of pot plants in my closet. Right. And so just put a, it out there. A sp- Especially after it was warrantless. Yeah, especially I mean, without a warrant. Because those are important details yeah. that the, the paper doesn't put that in there. Right, right. 
They they don't they don't let people know that the the police department went into somebody's home without a warrant. Right. And then lied you about know? the aftermath to try to cover their tracks. Yeah. You know, it, it's anyway, it's just crazy stupid stuff. If we don't start speaking out about the things that they're doing, then right. and but we we made a big change in our county well, though. We we voted out the the piece of crap that was doing this stuff. Right. So we have luckily uh a, it seems a good prosecutor now, but still, you got to hold these people accountable. They have so much sure. power. They have so much power. You, you always do, but but you know, getting back to the point, you know, of these these this these powers and this this socialism and stuff. You know, it's 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 just terrifying. You know that that we could. Oh oh, one one of the big things that I was getting to was uh, you know, we're talking about. You think it's the liberals and stuff, you know, you know, listen up. If you're a Republican and you listen to our show, pay attention <laughs> because you think it's just the Democrats that are pushing for socialism. I mean, right. first off, you know, look at the stuff Trump's doing, which I agree with, like, you know, the emergency spending, like the the, the help that we're getting, like the, the, the emergency UBI. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Well, in, right. Because in of theory, how things are are in now. theory overall. I hate it all. But yes. in this specific situation, yes. I get it. I, I, I'm not totally I against it. it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the bailouts and everything. Yeah. Those aren't necessarily socialist, you know, it's, it's, you know, guys like Jimmy Dore want to sit there and scream about how, you know, Trump is out lefting the left by implementing socialism. And he's right. not right. He, just because, just because he's making sure that people that get COVID are taken care of. Right. And give some people some emergency cash does not mean he's socialist. <laughs> right. It means and, that he's taking care yeah, of the citizens of this country. He's trying to do what he can, he can, the best he can from his position right. for all of us. Now, you, you know, it's the Republicans are, are, are pushing. They're just, they're as, much just as much on this. Yes, they, they are. Because, well, and, and that's why this isn't, we've said it before. This isn't a right or left issue. This is a, this is a, a normal person versus right. the oligarchy. And, and, and if you want some proof, and this is just one example, but just look how these people vote for this stuff and pay attention. If but, they even do vote. Yeah. If they even do anymore, <laughs> because now who, who knows, who, who cares knows? about the constitution, what it says, we just right. don't even need to show up. And if we all just think this is a great idea, let's just pass it. Screw right. it. Yeah. But one of is Josh Hawley. Is he a senator? He's our, he's a Missouri senator. He's a Missouri senator. Yeah, this you is, know, he's in his first term. He's our junior he, senator. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but <coughs> he proposed a bill, uh, like a Denmark style type of paying eighty up to eighty percent of people's incomes until the crisis is over. Yeah. Uh, Even is it? I want to find it. Yeah, I mean, it was just posted like yesterday or something. Yeah, uh, but that's a Republican senator talking about the government paying 80 percent of people's salaries. Right. I mean, that's that's insanity. It's absolute insanity. Why? Why on earth would a Republican even even propose such an idea? Much less even entertain it comically in their brain. Right. To do that kind of this thing. This should not even be as. As a Republican, this should not even be in your what? DNA. This shouldn't even have been a thought. Yeah, I mean, $2 trillion, which turns out to be way more than $2 trillion. Right. I yeah. mean, it, it it's more like $6 trillion. Yeah. And, and 
people don't even realize it. They because they keep telling us just two, but no, it's way more. Here we go. This is this is Josh Holly's words. He wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post earlier this week. So this is his exact words. All right. Okay. He says, "Now is the time for bold measures to answer this hour's need and position this nation to surge ahead once the disease is broken. That is why the next round of coronavirus relief legislation is critical. Congress must get it right." We cannot afford to make a few fixes to existing programs and hope for the best. We must think differently and be bold. Here is what I propose. Because the government has taken the step of closing the economy to protect public health, Congress should in turn protect every single job in this country for the duration of this crisis. And Congress should help our businesses rehire every worker who has already lost a job because of the coronavirus. Beginning immediately, the, the federal government should cover 80% of wages for workers at any U.S. business up to the national median wage until this emergency is over. Further, it should offer businesses a bonus for rehiring workers laid off over the past month. The goal must be to get unemployment down now, to secure American workers and their families, and to help businesses get ready to restart as soon as possible. And there you go. And when does it stop? If that's that's, what you want to institute, when does it stop? If they were, when exactly is it safe? And even if they did, I mean, how many trillions of dollars would that be? You can't even, you can't even calculate that. I mean, it's, it's the trillions or. It it would be, I mean, you'd have to be running the press 24 seven. Yeah. You know, to, to, to print that kind of money. Oh yeah. And man, he's, he's got, he's got even more, uh, He's got even more. He's got even more suggestions. To it's spend just amazing. Money. I mean, I, I can. He's the Republican now. Senator. In a way, I can almost kind of understand his argument that if the government is going to force everybody to shut it down, then hey, you well, got to take this, care of everybody. In this current climate and with this currency they've created, well, give everybody your currency you've created. If that's right. what, if that's the system that you want us to go by, then give it to us all. Just, just give just it. Give it. Just yeah. give it to us all. But like you know. It, this this bailout this this most recent one was totaling up. I think they said what about six trillion when you when you factor in all the loan programs right. and the grant programs and everything. Well, with six trillion dollars, you could have given every American voter like seventeen thousand dollars. Really? Yes. That's that's pretty good scratch right there. Yeah. So instead of instead of doing the 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 loan the the loans to businesses with the for the wages and all right. that stuff, and and all of that. They could have just given every American worker, every American taxpayer, right. 18 and over or 16 and over, $17,000. Wouldn't that would have, wouldn't that have been a Are lot better? Are we sure better? that math is right compared to what, what MSNBC was saying where everybody <laughs> could have gotten a million dollars? Yes. You know, with what? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll double check my math just so you know. What is $6 trillion Divided by 200 million, which is about how many adult taxpayers we have in this country because we don't count children and we don't count, uh, well, yeah, children are 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to know how that, how much 6 trillion divided by 200 million is? What's that? It's thirty thousand per person. Thirty thousand dollars per person. <laughs> How come? Or if you want to do every American, every man, woman, and child, right? Eighteen thousand. 
six trillion dollars. Yes. Basically, what they just pumped out. What they just pumped out into the banks and into the business loans and all. Into all, all of, of you this. assholes just got twelve hundred bucks, and all those places got four trillion dollars. Right. You know, more so than instead that, of going through all of this rigmarole right. about loans and 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 all this stuff, why didn't you just pump out everybody thirty thousand dollars every adult? Right. Every tax, yeah. There was that, the, it's the it's the exact same price tag. Same price tag. Everybody would have had some cash. Everybody would have been to, okay. It wouldn't have gone to the top. It would have gone straight to the people that right. needed it, right. just like they're doing with the twelve hundred dollars this week. But instead, if it was twelve hundred dollars, yes, all those assholes just got twelve hundred dollars, and they could have gotten thirty thousand dollars a piece if we would have. With the amount of money that we just pumped into the economy, the math is there. I'm not an I'm not an MSNBC anchor. <laughs> well, that's that's good because <laughs> I'd be skeptical. I know, but after that whole fiasco, I, I just <laughs> makes me wonder, you know. But but six man, six trillion dollars divided by two hundred million, which is the which is about how you, many adults we have. Yeah, you country. wouldn't have to worry about so much about the people with kids or something, you know, because thirty thousand a piece should have right. been. Relatively, and if you 200 million people, so you know, you could cut out you could cut out the kids, you could cut out the people that make above $250,000 a year, you could cut out people that, were, yeah, and you give know, you more, yes. But you know, if you could have got you with with the six trillion dollars they just put in that spending bill, you could have given everybody 30, 30 grand. That's crazy. There you have it, and there you are. There's your fun, well, there's man. your fun with numbers for today. Oh man, on that, that's just depressing. That makes me want to. Right. Just so it's man. it's it's a power grab. It's a it's a yeah, it's see, a wealth transfer. That, that, that would have been the obviously easy thing to do. Yeah. But they didn't. Right. And they're using that money for stock, for bonuses, for buying and businesses. The, and, and, the property. Ba- and the banks could have still had their hand the, the banks could have still benefited from that because everybody they got their check, it would have gone into their bank account. It would have gone so to the bank. It and would the have bank been still in the could have loaned. You know, it would have been the same thing. Yeah. And and you know, but yet these multi-billion dollar businesses get all the loans and the bailouts get all the money <gasps> sorry man because they can't they can't oh well, i mean they know what they're doing yeah they know what they're they doing do. but they're in bed with these people <laughs> they're just as much to blame for you know they they probably helped to orchestrate this this shut down just as much as anybody because they knew that they could get money out of it i don't know they know how it works yeah, this is a lot more orchestrated than... Never let that good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Words that Nancy Pelosi can live by. All right. Well... All right. On that. There you have it, and there you are. That was kind of a depressing show. Well, that way that ended, that was that was just <laughs> kind of maddening. It's like, well, you know, yeah, I just got a little bit of my... Man, but that... It just makes so much more sense. Right. It would have made so much more... It would have been so much easier... But, God forbid you give everybody that kind of cash. Right. Just, right. nope. <laughs> not, How amazing. Not without interest attached. There would be, something. there would be no, there would be no fear or no panic if everybody would have gotten a $30,000 check. Yeah. If they would have said, look, we're just going to take, we're going to print up six trillion, give you all 30 grand a piece. Everybody uh, sit tight for the next six months. Sit tight for at least six months. Yep. And we'll go from here. Right. If you spend it, Spend it wisely. Sorry for you. <laughs> like you know, this if, is, if yeah, this yeah. is what you're getting. This is the last it's going to be because if we do anything more, we could literally destroy our right. economy. But now they're getting ready to do another spending bill yep. after the six trillion. Here so it comes. it's coming again because it was it was 
gone in a heartbeat. Yep. And we all we all haven't even gotten our money yet. <laughs> well, I got mine. You got yours. I don't have mine yet, but still. I got anyway. mine, but I'd like some more because they took my taxes. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have Stupid some more? But they well, okay. That was one of the things I got off of. You know, the whole point of the taxes, right? Was that you know they say I owe like. You know, the Department of Revenue, $6,000 now right. or something. And so now you can't get your tax And refunds. so I, and that's the state. I owe the state. And then I get my federal tax return, but they take it. Yeah. How can the state take my federal tax return? I don't understand that. And that just doesn't seem right. I know. You know, it's ridiculous. Sorry. All right. Let's have a, let's have a happier show next time. Let's uh, not depress everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we definitely can't talk about government. That's true. That kind of is, puts us in a hard spot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, please follow us on Spotify. Uh, hit that donate button if you want to donate to the cause. Um, follow us on Instagram at the 420 Felons. And uh, check us out. You know, we're going to start doing some YouTube videos soon. And we're going to open up a Patreon account soon and start doing some big things. Maybe with that stimulus check, I'll go buy us a video camera for our it's, YouTube uh, channel. It's taking some time, but maybe we'll get lucky. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some good, some, some uh, even better content. Up yeah. Even despite what's going on at the national level, I still think there's a chance that we could go down the road of freedom, but we got to push for it. We can't just let this happen. Pay attention, everybody. Pay attention. Get involved. Talk to you later.